Hi, this is Vince Balzano. And I'm Rudy Solis III. And today we're talking over Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, the theatrical version. Uh, we chose to talk over the theatrical rather than the ultimate edition for two reasons. One, uh, the ultimate edition is three hours long and neither of us felt like sitting through a three-hour Batman movie. <laughs> And the second reason is you can't rent the Ultimate Edition yet. Uh, as of today, it is uh, July 30th, 2016, yeah, and you, you cannot rent the Ultimate Edition. So we are talking over the one we can rent so we don't have to buy this movie because we're cheap. <laughs> exactly. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we qualify ourselves just a little bit? Sure. Uh, I uh, work for a production company and have been writing movie reviews and, 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 you know, writing and talking about movies for as long as I can remember. And uh, I am an actor and I'm also the author and producer of a graphic novel that came out in 2010 called Train Me Gamble from IDW. Um, so you bring the movies and I bring the comics. Yeah, that sounds about right. I like, I like, I like this. So we're not, we're not talking entirely out of our butts. We, we, we know a little from, from where we're speaking. Just a tad. Just a touch. All right, so here we go. We're about to begin the movie, so if you want to sync up with us, we're about like a millisecond into the Warner Brothers logo. There's the brown leaf on the right. Uh, we're about to begin, so sync up with us in three, two, one, go. And now the leaf has just crossed the Warner Brothers logo. It's floated away. Rat Pack is up. I didn't realize Brett Ratner was one of the producers. Uh, he's not a name producer, but probably his company helped secure financing or uh, something like that. His his logo is on a lot of movies nowadays. Wow, good for him. Yeah, no, really. Uh, like, rush hour to producing everything. So, God bless him. So we immediately begin with this funeral procession for the Waynes. Because you have to. Like, if No one knows that, that Batman's parents were, were murdered when he was a boy. They, the audience needs to be reminded of this fact. Do you feel like, I feel like Batman's origin and Spider-Man's origin have just been played to death in every movie. They really have. When, when, when they did a massive reboot of the, the DC continuity in the 80s or something, right? Wasn't Batman's origin the only one they didn't touch? Like it's, Batman and Superman's were the only two or something. Pretty much. Batman got a slight tweak in, in his origin when they, when they rebooted and they went back down to one unit, one world and no multiverse. Um, it was done by uh, David Byrne, I believe, is, is the guy who, who wrote that. It was it was good. It's called Man of Steel. Coincidentally, I, I really it was a, I wore like the first the first year of issues. It was weird, but it was pretty good. So here we have uh, Thomas Wayne getting himself and his wife murdered. I, I'm surprised because they're not in an alley at this at this point. Like they're they're just on the streets. They're not walking down like a dark dark alley and someone's just pulling a gun on them out and. Well, not broad daylight, and it is they're, evening. They're walking in front of, they were left Excalibur and not Mask of Zorro. Well, if Batman is going to be Ben Affleck's age, he was probably raised in the late 70s, early 80s. So, unless they're at a very particular revival theater in Gotham City, I, I doubt they're watching an older Mask of Zorro. If Batman were raised in the 90s, they could watch the Antonio Banderas Mask of Zorro. But I, I, I think Excalibur is someone, a knight... You know, and yeah. then the Dark Knight. Yeah, I, I, the, you, there's the, there's you the see time. the connection there. Yeah, uh, it's pretentious, but it's there. It's it's. Um, so oh, and he's got to right fall here. down. He's got to fall down the well again. The the falling. I laughed so hard because this scene. Look. Also, what's up with his eyes? <laughs> he's like surprised at himself. 
they're for shooting Joe Chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, again, like Thomas Wayne balls up a fist and goes to punch a mugger with a gun. There's like, the scene. There's yeah. The, the boy. Yeah. Bruce falling is the most hilarious moment in this movie. <laughs> But, like, Thomas Wayne goes to punch a mugger holding a gun on him. What, what did he think was going to happen? I, I don't, I'm not sure what, what, what he thought. <laughs> and the pearls. We just cannot escape Frank Miller's Batman, uh, Batman Year One pearls. We're just forever stuck with them. Which, I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with. They, they make for a, a beautiful visual, but... The... In a movie that's so overdone. yes. Now, for, the, for those of you paying attention at home, M- Martha's going to be very important later in this movie, if, if you haven't watched the movie before. If you haven't, I'm surprised you've, you've chosen to watch it with our talking over it. You, I thought you'd want to watch the movie first, <laughs> yeah. rather than get our opinions on it. But, um, but no. thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. But no, for Martha is, is going to be a lot more important than you'd think. <laughs> this moment... The bat's squeaking. They're all about to crowd him. Classic. Now, did you see this? Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. That That is one of the best parts of this movie. That, that was huge. That finally Bill Finger is getting credit for. Finally. For helping to create the Batman. I'm wondering what legalities they had to go through because Bob Kane had that, like, in perpetuity. He, have you seen his headstone? No. Oh, it's insane. Look up, look up the image of his headstone. It's just... A, it's like... God spoke to Bob Kane, and Bob Kane created Batman, and it's just the bat signal is on the thing. And oh it is, my goodness. No, that, that wow. happened. Wow. And when you read about everything Bob Kane allegedly did to you know, maintain sole credit over the character for so many years, it's, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. But that was his headstone, and allegedly he squeezed out a whole lot of people who had helped him create it. Wow. Now, this, Dave, I was like, please tell me this scene is fake. Please tell me these bats are not actually elevating young Bruce Wayne back up to the ground. Well, of course not. Those are digital bats. <laughs> I don't know what lie Bruce Wayne is referring to. I'm not sure either. I, it, it sounds profound, but I'm really not, not sure. <laughs> yeah, what the lie is. So... We got Wayne, fly- a lot of helicopters in these movies, in this movie, sorry, in this movie, by the way, because uh, for some reason in the DC Extended Universe, they've decided to make the geography that Gotham and Metropolis are cities on a bay. Yeah. Like like San Francisco and Oakland. It's like 20 minutes away from each other. Yeah. Um, other times they're on, like, they're placed on, like in Smallville, Metropolis was basically by Kansas. It was in Kansas. It was, it was the impression I got. Wasn't it in Kansas? I have no idea. I never watched Smallville. Now here goes the end of Man of Steel from Bruce Wayne's perspective. I love that all of this has been going on and no one thought to abandon the building in the first place. Is Wayne, is, are, is Wayne Enterprises such a good employer that everyone was willing to go down with the ship until Bruce called them to say, hey, you should, you should leave. Get, get out of there. We're just waiting for your call, boss. Uh, I will say this scene, by put it showing it from Bruce's perspective, like really does help set up Batman's disgust and dislike with Superman. And we'll talk a lot about how this movie's structured and the motivations of the various <laughs> yeah, characters. Yeah. You cannot say this movie does not set up 
Batman's dislike of Superman well. You may disagree with the premise, in which case there's no convincing you, but they they really Zack Snyder does tr- Zack Snyder and and Goyer do try to and Terrio, sorry, I don't want to I don't want to Yeah, I I buy that. The the you know, I think like most people, my primary concern isn't necessarily Bruce Wayne's frustration, which I think is completely justified here. It's Superman's complete disregard for human life. Which this movie will go to comical lengths to ensure that no more civilians die needlessly. In in this scene here, Goy, um, uh, Snyder and Goyer and, and everyone are, are, you know, making us relive everything people intensely disliked about uh, Man of Steel, but... Um, for the rest of the movie, they will all but turn and look at the camera and wink and say, they they're will. in an abandoned place of town. There's no... Sp- Everyone's gone home for the day. <laughs> like, 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 like Times Square is just empty. Empty. Af- after, after a full day. Apparently that's... Maybe New York doesn't run that way, but, but Gotham and Metropolis definitely do. These, should, these, these cities shut down after 10 p.m. Yeah. But here's the thing. Having said that, Superman is very, very soon here is going to do something that I'm pretty sure uh, guarantees the death of a villain. Like, straight up. Like, he, I, Superman pretty much kills a guy within the first five minutes after this. We'll talk um, about this. I love oh, this. Oh, where, where he flies way. and punches a guy through the wall. Oh, this is, this is 9 11 Bruce Wayne. Yeah, 9 11 Bruce Wayne. I love the running into the, cl- the clouds. That was great. The sound. Batman is arguably the best part of this movie. They they handle the Bruce Wayne character and the Batman character, again the Batman they're trying to portray and create incredibly well in this movie. I, I agree. I thought they did. And really Affleck well. kills it. He does. You know what this this movie he really does. He not surprisingly he played douchey Bruce Wayne very well. <laughs> that was he did he succeeded at that. Yes. Oh, there he is. Scoot McNary. Is this actor's name? I, I imagine he's a character actor, but what a name! Scoot In, McNary. Yes, that's fantastic. Oh, is there someone helping Bruce lift that lift that crossbeam? Because it looks like he's doing it himself, which With does not arms. raise any eyebrows. Eyebrows. He's no, like I'm really, I'm, really sad. Iron Man. Bruce. Yeah. He really is, isn't he's he? Sad Iron a, Man. He's a billionaire, but he he couldn't create a suit that could fly. He or or have military grade weaponry. I'm surprised he never thought to make a suit that could fly. That just seems kind of obvious. Well, right? here's the thing: in various incarnations of Super, Ed, sorry, not Superman, Batman, is is Bruce a weapons manufacturer? Because in a lot of the versions I've seen, whenever someone like Lex Luthor is trying to partner with Bruce Wayne, and he's like, "Come on, we're going to get involved in weapons mass production," and Bruce is like, "No." We're not, I'm not, Wayne Enterprises doesn't make weapons. He just has that mysterious R&D department that no one understands. That builds all the Batman uh, stuff. Uh-huh. And and the, uh, what is it, the, the Nolan movies try to say that Bruce is turning away from weapons development and the microwave emitter or something, whatever, whatever the ridiculous MacGuffin in, mm. in Batman Begins was, but... Oh, right. Okay, so there you go and find kryptonite in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. Kryptonite's really important in this movie. It, it is and it isn't. It is and it isn't, yeah. So if you're following along, if you want to... Because we've mostly talked about the movie, but not much about what we're seeing. They're underwater right now, hooking the rock with kryptonite. 
Well, I don't think we need to describe too much. I Don't you hate those commentary tracks where it's like, so this is what's going on in the movie right now. I know. I'm, I'm watching the movie <laughs> along the with, movie you. with you. Why, why, why would I? <laughs> this is, uh, this is, um, I guess the child of James Cameron and Harvey Keitel. <laughs> So kryptonite does become very important and very not important over the course of this movie because it's necessary to a lot of what happens and so much of what happens with it occurs off screen. Mm-hmm. Batman is going to go to psychotic, murderous lengths to get that piece of kryptonite. Straight up. And have prophetic dreams along the way. And have prophetic dreams about that kryptonite. Apparently Batman's a psychic now. Say, so don't. Re- I know you don't have too much of an issue with I don't have an issue with it. It is quite weird, though. I... I it's well, it smacks of a studio trying to set up something bigger. I don't think he's that psychic. They just couldn't it's, figure out how to do. They couldn't figure out how to do it, and so we have a dream sequence within a dream sequence, which is is just. It's not terrible, but those are very difficult, and they they feel false. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this is the famous scene where the photographer gets shot, and I say it's famous because it turns out that photographer is Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy and that's made Olsen. explicit in the three-hour version. Only Zack Snyder would just shamelessly kill off Jimmy Olsen. There he is. There's Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen had his own co- like comic for a long time. Yeah, right? he, he Superman's was... pal, Jimmy Olsen. That was Jack Kirby's. Jack Kirby was made that comic famous in the 70s when he left Marvel and joined DC, and when he joined DC, they gave him any comic on the table and he chose Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen and the reason he chose it was because even back then DC was famed for its uh, management uh, its corporate control over the characters they wouldn't allow Jack Kirby to draw the face of Superman really yeah so Jack Kirby here you have the greatest Marvel artist of all time drawing Superman and they said that his his style was too much in the Marvel style, and they had somebody else draw all of Superman's faces. So Kirby drew the bodies, but someone else had to draw yep. the face. Someone wow. else did. He drew the faces, and then someone would go in, erase them, and draw the, redraw the faces. But he drew all the faces. He drew everything. Yeah, even back then. there's And see, that kind of like corporate control has permeated from through DC from the 70s all the way to now. It's never really gone away, and you see it front and center in Man of Steel and right here in Superman vs. Batman. And while we were talking, Jimmy Olsen was shot in the head. <laughs> yes, yeah, speaking of... We, we hardly knew you, Jimmy. Where's the goodbye? <laughs> now, this was so confusing to me when I was first watching. I'm like, wait, how many factions are in here right now? I think it's freedom fighters and soldiers and mercenaries mm-hmm. who I think were hired by Lex Luthor and maybe the U.S. government. Or maybe they were, they were Lex Luthor mercenaries hired by the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the movie makes that abundantly clear. Again, apparently the three-hour Batman-Superman movie explains much more of this. All of this. That's KG Beast, by the way, whose back is, is turned to us right now. Oh, right there on the motorcycle. On the motorcycle. On the motorcycle. He, he becomes important and then also not important. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's the heavy every supervillain needs and, and is not developed at all at in all. the course of this movie. He's just, he likes murdering people. Speaking of liking to murder people, here comes Superman. Okay, here's and the scene. Here's the scene I take a lot of issue with. He's got the gun to her head. Superman's right there. We, Lois, I love this moment, though. I love Lois's, she breathing calms. Her arms go down. I and love that. And she just that. knows. She like, just knows. That is great. That's a great moment. That is such a great, but this, 
he just that dude's dead. Yeah, that dude's got to be dead. No, he doesn't. He doesn't come out of that alive. <laughs> he, no, there's no way. He just murdered that dude. He just slammed that dude through three brick walls. Oh, there's uh, what's her name um, from the uh, from the series. What series? I don't know. From the the Superman the animated series. There you go. Oh, uh, that's Mercy Graves. Mercy Graves. That's her name. And apparently the Ultimate Edition explains this character in much more detail. Um, but based on what we've seen, all he did was attack terrorists, which you'd think the U.S. government would have absolutely no problem with. Like, there, there's no indication in what we just watched that Superman murdered a whole bunch of villagers. Just that he was fighting freedom fighters and, and maybe some CIA contractors. But mm. I don't... There's nothing to imply that he's hurting innocent people, aside from... All the wanton destruction at the end of Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. You know, they don't shy away from it, but again, I think to even imply that Superman is, is that reckless goes against the very core of what that character's all about. And I think that's what most people, most of the purists really take issue with, is the fact that I think tonally, these characters, they... They have the same names, they have the same costumes and the look, but most of them don't really behave in the way that we've come to know them for the past 70 years. And here's the thing. There's no platonic ideal of what these superheroes are, because if you go at any point in the respective histories of these characters, crazy things have happened. Batman yes. in the 60s fought aliens. So the yep. idea that there's this perfect Batman who's just this serious... The original Batman had a gun. The original Batman had a gun. We've Everyone loves to forget that. Mm -hmm. And everyone is going to take... Going to take... Did take massive issue with the incredible body count Batman racks up in this movie. Mm -hmm. And it is significant. More significant than any on-screen Batman we've ever seen before. But... Batman kills people all the time, okay? Like, like, even in the comics. Like, maybe not explicitly, but... But by not saving them. By not saving yeah. people through collateral damage. Did you ever watch Batman animated series? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had the, I had the first three seasons on DVD. So, the Demon's Head episode, where he, where he fights Rachel Ghoul and mm -hmm. and then he just blows up Rachel Ghoul's base... You cannot tell me no one was inside when when he blew it up. I had a good friend of mine say, "Yeah, but it was over a Lazarus pit, so they probably didn't die." And I'm thinking, they were probably that's, back within 20 minutes. that's not the point, though. <laughs> yeah. And they're probably are now facing a fate worse than death because the Lazarus pits make you insane when you use them. So, and then you know people get severely injured; they may not be able to walk again. I. I have mixed feelings about how the DC Extended Universe is handling the Superman-Lois Lane thing. It's like they just skipped over the whole love triangle, will-they-won't-they thing and just went, well, Lois Lane is basically Superman's pet woman, so we're just, we're going to take it there because we don't want to deal with the characters that, that we know and love. We want to deal with more of the bigger, broader issues of, you know, do superheroes deserve oversight or anything? I liked the twist at the end of Man of Steel where she clearly recognized him through the glasses. I liked that. That was a fun little thing. Because she's a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. As and she we, told us. She tells us. <laughs> That's how we know. And we'd have no other way of knowing that, actually. Because she does nothing in Man <laughs> of Steel. Pulitzer worthy. Pulitzer worthy. She, 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 she talks back to Chris Milani and, and is like, oh, you can't... You can't let's, talk to me that way. <laughs> we're going to have a pissing contest or a or, or, or dick measuring contest or something. 
Oh, by the way, though, oh, you know the one good thing about them skipping that whole triangle? Mm-hmm. We get Amy Adams naked in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> she she's Which like we didn't in need, her forties, but she looks she looks so young. She Amy looks Adams amazing. Is, Amy Adams has aged incredibly well, and she's a phenomenal actress. And Amy Adams is a actress. wonderful, wonderful actress. Okay, the acting in this movie in general is really good. I think across the board, they're all doing their best with what they have, and they don't have a whole lot. Right. I mean, I completely disagree with the characterization of Lex Luthor in this movie. Yes. But you can't say that Jesse Eisenberg doesn't bring it. Yeah. He 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 commits one hundred percent. But again, to that role. again, what it would, it's something I think we're going to keep talking about during this entire commentary. Tone, tone, tone. The tone. It's the names and the looks, but it's the the tone of the characters is so off base in so many ways. And actually just the world building they're attempting to do by cramming Batman in. By the end of this scene, when I first saw this movie, I did not know... So, okay, Batman's been around for 20 years, but one of these cops is going to say, like, I've actually seen... Oh, I've never seen him before. So, is Batman real? Is he working with Gordon? Or has he spent 20 years as kind of a legend? Like, no one really knows who he is, or the, the cops still... Are trying to hunt him down and don't give. I, I don't know a twenty-year-on Batman what his place in Gotham is supposed to be. Well, and you know that was the that's a constant complaint that you saw online is that this movie cannot decide whether he's been around for five years or he's been around for twenty years. No one can decide well, that. It is twenty because he flat out says twenty years. How many you know how many how many good guys survived? How many stayed that way? That's right. That's right. And the movie never makes clear. So is Batman now branding criminals because Superman came to Earth? Like that—that—that that, that isn't that isn't a. Isn't this cool though? Right here, I, it's so weird because he he like is like a monster creature. Like I, I, it's like you know what? That is so weird, but it's cool. It's weird and cool, but also he's about to tell Alfred, "I'm getting slow in my old age." He had more than enough time <laughs> yeah. to get out of that. To outrun a shotgun. He outran it, uh, crawling across the ceiling upside yes. down. Yeah, exactly. Is he branding these villains because of Superman? And he says he branded him. I I think this is supposed to be a recent occurrence yeah. that he's branding he's branding criminals. Um, and then the movie says if you're branded by Batman, you get killed in prison. Which I think again in the Ultimate Edition, it's hinted that Lex Luthor is paying to have branded criminals murdered in prison. That is something that isn't explained yeah. either. Uh, oh. Jeremy Irons is film MVP. Everyone in this movie Without is question. good. Bitter drinking Alfred. That's the best line in the movie. Not, you, even you died too old. Even you got too old to die young and not for lack of trying. Is I I like that. Agreed. Line so much. And movie MVP without a doubt. He is fantastic. I could watch a movie of just him doing commentary and leading Batman through adventures. The movie could just be on him, and I'd watch it. The Alfred Chronicles would be an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. I would I would watch Jeremy Irons play Super Alfred. Mm-hmm. I, I like they just let Alfred drive a drone, essentially. <laughs> he, he flies the Batwing remotely, and I'm, I'm thinking... I mean, he's too old to have been a drone pilot, but gosh, Alfred the drone pilot. I, <laughs> I'm okay with it. I've got no issue with it. Now, here's the thing about Batman. So, DC characters, primarily, they're of the light. You know, they're gods. They're literally falling from the skies. They're coming from from paradises and mythical worlds. Batman is essentially a Marvel character trapped in the DC universe. And that's what makes him so special. He kind of, he's 
grounds the heroes in a reality that they otherwise maybe wouldn't experience because of where they come from. Having said that, that's what makes that's what makes him work and that's what makes the DC universe, that's the balance. You can't have the whole w- world be Nolan-fied into this grim Batman universe because it doesn't work. It's got to be the dark in contrast to the light. It just can't all be dark. You know, the second... It can be all dark in Batman's in Batman's movies or in Batman's world, but the second he starts sharing that spotlight with a Superman or a Wonder Woman, you have to have the contrast of light. You have to have the contrast of hope and of optimism or else it doesn't work. And this is, I think that's one of the problems, that, you know, again, it's with this movie. I, I don't disagree. I, I, I think you could... And, of course, I say that not producing this movie at all or knowing what the writing process was at all like, but I like the idea. Okay, let me put this another way. Uh, I read an interview recently. um, Who was it? Devin Faraci from Birth Movies Death was invited because he was a huge um, critic of this movie. He really did not like Batman v Superman. He was invited by the producers of Justice League to go visit the set and they're going to say, no, we're going to try and show you what we're doing so you see what we're doing. And someone in that article is quoted, well, we learned from the last couple of movies that people don't like seeing their heroes deconstructed, which I, I think that's a kind term for what they were doing with the heroes in this movie. I, I don't think just having everyone be glum and depressed and morose is ne- necessarily deconstructive. I think you can deconstruct Superman and have the whole argument is Superman... You know, do superheroes need to be regulated? You know, what is, is can Superman act unilaterally? Is that for the best? And still have him be an essentially, I don't know, good, idealistic, if not necessarily optimistic, uh, idealistic optimistic, but they, they, they do not try and portray him as that at all. And yeah, it's different, and, and Pa Kent is set up to, in the last movie and this movie, talk about, oh, you know, you got to stay hidden. People will fear you and all of that. But, like, can't they fear him and have him also be, I don't know, charming and loving truth, justice in the American yeah. way? Maybe not. I have no idea. But I, I, I just can't believe that the only way to address this issue is by having Superman seem to ha- not, en- not enjoy what he's doing yeah. at all. Like, he derives absolutely no pleasure from it. Mm-hmm. Like, he, and he doesn't do it because he... Fe- he he does it out of a sense of obligation. At least that's how I read the character as yeah. it's played in this movie, as opposed to an obligation, but also he feels grateful for, you know, being home on Earth, as the comic version of Superman usually is. It's like Earth is his home, his mother, and and the whole point is he doesn't have to stay and protect us, but he does because Earth is the only home he's ever known. Yep. That's the Whereas point. here, it's almost, you know, Ma, Ma Kent is like, you don't, you don't have to stay on Earth. You don't know this planet a thing. No, he doesn't. That's the point. That's the point! So here we're getting introduced to Lex. It, you know, I think it's his, it's his little, the little pitches in his voice. I think it's, okay, from an actor, from actor to actor... Um, I'm never going to take anything away from Jesse Eisenberg. I think he's a great actor. Yes. But I think from a technical perspective, the weird hikes he does in his voice, I think, make the character seem a little bit Joker-ish, Riddler-ish, a little bit more Batman or Batman rogues villain, and not the kind of very narcissistic, intelligent Lex Luthor that we've come to know and love. In, that's in the current. Uh, the current DC universe. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. 
I would have loved just Mark Zuckerberg Lex Luthor. That's, I think that's what we all wanted. I think so. I think that's kind of what we look for. But I think his performance is, is great, but like you said, it's just tonally, it's it's in the wrong direction like a lot of what we're seeing here. I love that statue. The statue's great, but also raises the question of, so do people hate Superman? Yeah. Or did they build that statue because, guys, if we don't build this statue to Superman, he's going to kick our ass. <laughs> he's going to knock more buildings He's going to really not like us now if we don't build this statue to Also, him. how did the hell did he flip himself off the wheelchair to the top there? I, I bet he was lifting. We don't see that. I mean, again, there was a full half hour <laughs> of this movie that was cut. No, I don't think those scenes are in the extra 30 minutes. But Okay, I, I'm, I'm working on a comic, and I, I make fun of that scene, but it's, it's very hypocritical because I have a character that's in a wheelchair that also does some weird things like that, and I never really show how they do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have them hopping on things, and even I'm going, how, I don't really know how they're doing this. I'm just going to cut away and have them get there, because <laughs> you know comic books. Sure. I, you know, this movie got a lot of flack for just having Perry White assign Clark the sports beat. <laughs> okay, so the Ultimate Edition, apparently the, the game they're talking about is, I think, a pro game, or at least a college game, that we hear before those cops go into the building after Batman. So they do tie it in. It's not like some high schools competing against each other in some but he's random also thing. New. He's what? Well, yeah, t- one, he's new, and two, if you want to go with the whole notion that print media is dying, although apparently the Daily Planet is flourishing because they have their own helicopter that we're going to <laughs> see at the I'm end saying. of the movie <laughs> that Lois flies from Metropolis <laughs> to Gotham. Like, yeah, I guess people would be wearing multiple hats. The idea, though, that Perry White would assign Clark Kent sports over Batman as branding people is... That's a story. That's, that's a story. That's, that's a story. But also, not only that... And it ties back into how long has Batman been around? What is Batman's role in this universe they're trying to create? Mm -hmm. Perry White does not care about Batman at all. (laughs) So is he so jaded or does he think Clark is a crank? It's been 20 years. It's like, dude, it's been 20 years. I'm I'm tired of talking about this Bat guy. By the way, that right here, that's how I felt. (laughs) With his his hands plastered against the window with the hair going, that's how I felt when I first watched this. I was like, oh man, this is tough. This is, I felt just like Lex in that moment. Oh, in that scene we just saw a couple minutes ago, the LexCore logo, by the way. Mm-hmm. To me, it looks like, it easily looks like that could have said WWE Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it could have said that, could have said SmackDown. Either one. It, you could have actually done either of those logos in the LexCore font, and it would have been fine. So did he, so he has the ship now. He has the ship. I don't know that he has it, but the, the There it is again. The There's the LexCore. See? Yeah, that could, could absolutely be a WWE logo. Yep, Right. It's actually better than the current Raw and SmackDown logos. Which is I, a commentary for another another, yes. <laughs> another DVD. And I think they, they just give him access to everything. And I don't know what what's his... The direct, I, what's the hand directions for? <laughs> well, it's quirky. And it's, <laughs> is, is that what it is? Now, I really don't think... Uh, what, what, I can't believe I'm running a blank on this actor's name. That's Michael Shannon. Michael, he did not lay down for this scene. I'm sure that is a wax. CGI. Or, yeah, it's got to be, right? Or a rubber. There's mold. no way. There's no way. But now, if it's his image, does he still get paid? Probably, although right? I'm sure contracts nowadays involve, like, you give us your likeness to use forever and ever and ever. And if you the... don't talk, then yeah, maybe it's just a picture of you. 
Because at the time, the the big landmark case in that was Crispin Glover in the second Back to the Future movie, where they didn't just use his likeness, they didn't use footage from the previous film, they hired an actor and then used latex molds to make that other actor look like him. And so he sued and actually got quite a bit of money from that, saying, like, you were using my face to make your movie without my permission. You can't do that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. God, Batman loves violence in this movie. He really does. He is and into it. Again, I would argue Batman... You know, he's a thrill-seeking vigilante who beats up the mentally ill at night. I mean... He's not doing it because he loves them. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah, true. That's true. I like how they do play up Bruce Wayne's playboy image in this movie. Like, he actually wakes up in bed next to a woman in this movie, which mm-hmm. when I... Aside from Vicki Vale in the first Batman, in the, in, the, in the Burton movie, I don't know that we've ever seen that. Oh, sorry, and Talia Al Ghul in Dark Knight Rises, but she was, like, central to the plot. Yeah, she wasn't he, just a random woman. The only other scene that I think... Okay, what kind of journalist is just so dismissive <laughs> of... of that's that's like that's like the editor of the Star Ledger just going screw Camden, New Jersey. Camden, New Jersey's an awful place. I like this call him Smallville. I like this line though. Robert Martin. That was a pretty good line. Uh, <laughs> you don't like it? I like that line. No, it's a good line. I love it on the I, 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 it's a good line. It's just I again I have a problem with with Perry White running a newspaper but more caring about the gotham versus metropolis sporting yes. event as opposed to story-wise Bat- it batman is sense. now br- a, a a an all but sanctioned vigilante in our sister city is now branding people and those people are getting killed in prison that's true that's a story that's a story but okay what i'm thinking do you think that maybe he has someone else attached to that story and he's like clark you're, he just doesn't want to say hey you're, well, no, because this Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter is 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 flying coach to D.C. to investigate a bullet, so we know she's not on the Batman story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's not like Clark is going to someone else, like, hey, there's this story. Again, Ultimate Edition, there are scenes of Clark going to Gotham to cover the game, quote-unquote, but he also interviews people about Batman. The guy who got caught and branded, I know there are scenes where he, like, meets that guy's wife and child after he's killed in prison on Lex's orders. And so, ah. so uh, there were, it's, it's not like the filmmakers forgot. There are scenes that flesh all of this out. I don't know if like they knowing and cut, understanding they were stuff cut for the fighting, they were cut for the fight. They were cut so we could watch the title fight. Yeah. This is a good scene. It is. Which is a very blah comment. But it's a nice little character beat between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I and like the finger tap and I like how the camera gets closer. Creates more tension. Man, she must have done that hard. And Holly Hunter's really wasted in this movie. Such a good actress and she's just there to go, does, does the world need a Superman? Which seems to be the only thing these movies ever ask. Either Superman's asking himself that, or the world at large is asking Superman that. I mean, that was Superman Returns. That's a problem in the comics, too. When you when you have writers that don't really know what to do with him, that's a problem in the comics, too. I'd say the best the best runs I've seen of Superman in this, this uh, the last two decades, it would be Grant Morrison's Superman runs on, like, all-star Superman and action comics, and then Jeff Johns' Superman runs. Mm. I can't remember if he was on Superman... 
or Action Comics. I think he was on Action Comics. He was on Action Comics. Yeah, he was. Hans Zimmer does a fantastic job with Lex's theme. I like the insane strings that they play whenever he's having his heaven and hell diatribes mm-hmm. talking about gods coming from the sky. Oh, we're going to lay flowers at the at the graves of the Waynes. I don't know if you knew this, but his parents died when he was a child. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows this about Batman. They're dead. That was the other thing I didn't quite understand. So apparently in 20 years of crime fighting, Wayne Manor has just fallen into disarray and now he lives in a glass box by a creek. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Either, but, apparently, but, his, but the buildings are thriving in Metropolis. Yeah. His offices are killer. Oh, I was going to say about, um, there we go, It's 81. Martha. And it's Martha Wayne, everyone. Yep, Remember that name. Back to Excalibur, yeah. 81. So there's your call. Uh, I was going to say the only other scene that I thought really brought home the playboyness of Bruce Wayne is when Christian Bale jumped into the water. In Batman Begins with the with the models. Yes, that was a great scene. By the way, I feel like they finally what they basically did with this with this incarnation of Batman is make him base him off of real life Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what they did. That that was the inspiration for this was real life Christian Bale. I was like, right. make him like real life Christian Bale. Bale. That's how we do it. So here's, like him, I, I don't know who this woman is. We never find out who this woman is. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it too. I love, oh no, sorry. Alfred does show up later in this scene, um, complaining that there's no wine left for the future generations. And like, if there are future generations, this weirdly paternal. Here's that weird, there is I don't nothing know. about this screams Wayne Manor. I don't also, know what people in glass houses, Bruce. I mean, clearly that. Just so much stuff is lost. <laughs> Irony is lost on Bruce. Like he's gonna, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna run around changing people's ways, but he himself lives in a glass house. <laughs> I doubt the filmmakers thought that much about it. They probably no. wanted a modern, sleek alternative to. Um, well, you know they're the deconstructing manner. right now. They're absolutely deconstructing, and by deconstructing, they mean just not portraying these characters in any recognizable way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's the thing. Deconstructing, and this ha- this this has happened in comics in the 90s, and uh, it's, it's run in patches in the 2000s as well. Deconstructing often means make everyone depressed and or make them kill. And I, like we were talking about earlier, I do not believe that is the only way to deconstruct. And I also don't understand why... It's, it's quote-unquote more realistic to have a character have a, a cynical view on the world versus an optimistic view. Why can't optimism be considered realistic? It's, I, I just find that... I don't, I'm, I'm a very optimistic person, so mm. I've never quite understood why that seems to be the only... The only, thing to, the only way to make something more real is to make it cynical or violent and gritty. Yeah, it, it's... What was it? I read. I can't remember where I read it. I don't think it was in Morrison's book, but it was um, someone saying like making things gritty is the only way some people know how to make childish things essentially adult. And so it's like, oh well, now that we're adults, things can have sex and violence in them because you know we're adults now. It doesn't have to be like campy and ridiculous. Except when you get right down to it, like they can be dark and gritty and brooding all they want. You will never be able to escape the fact that these are people in tights running around in shapes, like fighting crime, shouting catchphrases. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, and and bizarrely fascist in a way. It's Mm -hmm. it's like, guys, these are people. These are garishly dressed individuals, and everyone looks to them to maintain law and order. There's there's some very 
Look at that cow. It's fantastic. It's the best cow. This costume, okay, sorry to interrupt you, but this costume was without a doubt the most true to form Batman costume I've seen. I feel like every other costume we've ever seen from Batman looks like, oh, that's a really cool Hollywood version. Up oh, there's the Robin, there's the reference to it. Apparently Robin was killed by the Joker. It almost looks like that's the crowbar in his hands, but I realize that's probably actually just a Robin weapon. Yeah. But the that costume looks like the comic come to life for the first time. And I real every other costume we've ever seen is a Hollywood version, a Hollywood take on the Batman suit, except for that one. And I re I love that. I think Snyder just nailed that. I, I absolutely agree. And I, I think part of it might have also been they were hampered in the past by what they could build the suit out of. And also... In the comics, a lot of the time, it is just fabric over, like, yeah. a guy built like a brick shithouse, right? Yep, yeah, so basically. they were trying to make, in the Burton movies, and the Schumacher films, and even the Nolan movies, like, armor for someone out there fighting crime. This is still armor, but now we've gotten to such a point where you can build a suit that looks like armor, but also make it look like the comic. Yep, very true. This is their toned down Joker, uh, Joker crashing the party in Dark Knights. <laughs> this is their toned down version of that. Is and here's, here's our first intro of Diana Prince, who is just shoehorned into this movie. <laughs> yeah. Our, now, nothing against Gal Gadot, and, and I think that's how you pronounce her name. I, I apologize so. if, if that is not. Um, she's fine in the like two things they give her to do in this movie. But she does she really well. So shoehorned in there, and and she's. When I saw this movie in theaters, that was the first bit of energy I felt watching the movie when she showed up at the end. I knew it was coming because the trailers ruined everything. But I I I was disappointed. I'm like, if you're gonna put Wonder Woman in a movie, actually have Wonder Woman do things rather than try and 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 you know find YouTube videos of herself and and the future members of the Justice League. Mm -hmm. It's like Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises looking for the quote-unquote clean slate. That bizarre MacGuffin. <laughs> okay, here we go. I like Batman doing detective work. He's actually, like, using the Bruce Wayne thing to, to search for things, and he, 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 he's, he looks at monitors, and he reads, and it's almost like he's putting clues together to, to earn the mantle of world's greatest detective. <laughs> yeah. And he almost gets caught. He almost gets caught. And then he plays drunk playboy to get out of it. I like that. And no one questions it. Because mm -mm. he's a drunk playboy in real life. Or or his public faces. I like those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> she is quite thin. <laughs> I like, the, like sipping the whiskey right here. I, uh, yeah, you're right. Bitter Alfred, I would watch a movie about Bitter Alfred. <laughs> All day. Oh, apologies to my dog. We knew that was coming at one point. Oh, it, it was going to come. Yeah. That's okay. And again, I get they're trying to set up that he's crazy from the outset here, or at least slightly unhinged. But I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's happening in this scene. I don't. Know I don't either. know why. I don't know what. I don't know what he's talking about. Though. I don't know what the intent of of this is. And people can go, well, you know, you don't need everything spoon fed to you. No, I don't. I like to think I'm smart, but also just being vague for its own sake. 
I, I also don't think that's necessarily profound. But I like I like I like to know that it's food on the plate. Yes. I want to know that there's food. It doesn't. Have, yeah. You don't have to put it in my mouth, but I want to know that's food on the plate. That's, uh, that fair, look that's, like, that's a very good way of putting it. Right? You know, I, that, that doesn't look like food on the plate to me. I don't know what that was. <laughs> he we forgot to mention this. He didn't recognize him at the in the opening scene when this party began. No. And I thought that was weird. Well, because he only just became a reporter. He's been living in Kansas for most of his life. This is only like 18 months That's after... That's true. That's true. Okay, fair enough. You're right. Fair enough. Although, again, Metropolis being only across the water from Gotham, you'd think there'd be a lot of cross-pollination in news and Bruce Wayne would be in the news all the time. Especially if Wayne Enterprises has a massive building in Metropolis. And he's a, he's a beat writer. Yeah. But the sports beat, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and, so, you know. Well, today he's on sports. Yeah, today he's on sports. Oh, freaks dress like clowns. Get it? Because the Joker is Batman's best villain. Ah. This, this is just... Now, this is spoon-fed right down my throat. That, I liked that as a trailer moment. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I enjoyed that scene. I, 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 it was I, funny and cute. Yes. Come across the harbor. So it's literally a harbor. That separates these two. That separates these two cities. It is Oakland and San Francisco. So what really I have to question is, was Wayne Enterprises headquartered in Metropolis? I guess so. Would, would he have two giant buildings? Why would he have branch offices across the harbor? I don't know. That one said Wayne Financial. Oh, you know what? It was probably... You're probably right. Yeah, it it was probably Wayne, a subsidiary. Yeah, it's Wayne Financial. Is there it? ever a comic about that where Bruce is just going over his portfolio? <laughs> this is what I own today. <laughs> How he juggles both... He never sleeps. He must be... That's why he's so depressed. Sleep deprivation is a bitch. Lack of REM sleep <laughs> will do that to you. Yeah. I liked this because I was like, who stole... What? There she is. But she waited so he could see her, rather than just walk by and plausibly be coming back from the bathroom. She needed... And she wasn't there when he went in, which means she walked away, came back so she could see him, or he could see her, rather, and then she could walk away. Because without that, we don't have a plot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, she is a god, so... Are the Amazons gods in, in the DC universe, you know, or are they just long-lived warriors? I know I know the, the trailer for Wonder Woman said I was created by Zeus or something, but I, I've not read much Wonder Woman. Actually, any Wonder Woman. And so. the comics have gone back and forth on exactly what she is, depending on which decade. We're now going to witness a montage of Superman looking utterly miserable as he saves people. Mm-hmm. And the people here are genuinely in awe of him. They seem to be grateful and love him. Well, isn't that another thing? Okay, so the movie can't decide how long Batman's been Batman. The movie also can't decide how people really feel about Superman. You know, but I guess can't you have two competing you can, you feelings? You can absolutely have two competing feelings, but... Oh, slight, slight... We're saved. We're saved. Um, a, a microphone just almost got knocked over there. And now we have the talking heads. John Stewart was a talking head in, that they cut out of this movie. Oh, um, was he? He's put back in the Ultimate Edition. But, um... Yeah, I mean, here he's pulling a ship through the Arctic, and he just saved like people. He's, 
It's great. It's such a Superman thing to do. Yes. It reminds me of that end, at the end of Kingdom Come, where he's pulling the giant plow across the irradiated America mm-hmm. because he's going to go back to being a farmer. Because mm-hmm. comics, and I do like they got Charlie Rose. I, I absolutely do. believe Charlie Rose holding a serious interview about this. I totally bought it too. Thank God Superman was in time to catch the the thing. Usually he's only that quick when Lois is in trouble. And people gave crap to this movie. It's like, oh, why is he there when Lois is in trouble? Guys, people, that is Superman's thing. There, there's a great moment in uh, the three-parter World's Finest for Superman the Animated Series mm-hmm. where terrorists seize on Air Force One and they're like, Lois Lane, and then they, they, Lois Lane refuses to kowtow to them and they're like, what's your name? And she's like, I'm Lois Lane. And they're like... Wait, the one Superman always saves? Like, the world at large just accepts that Superman is oddly fixated on this one individual yep. person. Yep. And it's been, it's been that way in the comics, too. That's something straight lifted from the comics. Yeah. What my gripe is, which I want to talk about a little bit later in the film when it happens, is why he doesn't have the same, uh, the same sens- sensitivity for, for his, his mother. mother. <laughs> yeah. Except he absolutely did in the last movie. Because when Zod and his gang attack the farm, that was one of my favorite moments of Man of Steel, when he flies out of nowhere and is just like, you attacked my mother! Yep. Mm-hmm. He sells this so well. Because they didn't ask him to act. They just asked him to be Charlie Rose. Uh-huh. And he's been Charlie Rose his whole life. His whole life. Oh, man. That was a look on his face. Oh, man. Because Spider-Man is such an everyman, I, I get and understand the whole people may not like him and he feels personally bad about it because Peter Parker's also just kind of a schlub in in, in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously he's yeah. a brilliant scientist and he's Spider-Man and all that stuff. But Superman is Superman. Like, I feel like it would not bother him, except they've set it up in these movies for it to bother him. Yes. Aha, uh-huh, because he has no legs, get it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did kind of like that he was in the wheelchair originally and then stood up. I did like that moment. I don't know why. <laughs> Look, he cleans up well. Most people do. If you, if, if you give everyone like a shower and a shave and, and put them in a suit, they'll, they'll probably look okay. Especially this suit. That suit is nice. That is a very nice suit. I actually have a suit that color. That's a good color. Oh. Well, here we go. Why Seriously, could he have not watched instant replays of a football game and just dashed out seven hundred words? And super wrote it. And super write it. That I love that gag from the from the Donner Superman where Perry Watt is like he's the fastest typist I've ever seen. <laughs> and there's a lot of problems with the Donner Superman movie in terms of how it treats the character, but there, there's nice little moments in there. I like the 1938 yeah. reference. That's Superman's origin reference. I also like that Perry White is black. Yes, that makes me so happy. It really does. Oh. He's a terrible editor-in-chief in this movie. <laughs> that is unquestionably news, and he just doesn't want Clark Kent to report it. And he isn't saying, like, I have Olsen on it, because Ol- Jimmy Olsen's dead. <laughs> and his um, sister's gone. His sister. Who, whose sister? He had sis- his sister was in the first one, in Man of Steel. Perry White's sister? No, Olsen's. Am I wrong about that? I have no memory of that, but I, I, I you know believe what? I you. could actually be wrong about that. I'm going to check it as we go through this. 
So do Batman and Wonder Woman have a thing in the comics, or is that one of those things like whenever whoever's run it is, if they feel like it, Batman and Wonder Woman have a thing? Because they they tilted toward it at the Justice in the Justice League cartoon, where they have like a will they won't they dynamic for a bit. It's generally Superman Wonder Woman, and I think they're dating in the comics right now. <laughs> is Lois dead? <laughs> no, they're just not together. I thought she was. I thought you know. I thought it was Jenny Olsen or something like that. Oh, you know what I might be getting mixed up on? I might be getting mixed up on New 52. I like how Bruce Wayne is negging Wonder Woman into giving him the footage she stole from LexCorp. I, 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 I mean, real... It's bizarre, but also works for the character in that, yeah, he's a playboy. Why? He probably has done that, or at least tried it at some point in his life. The trailer for Wonder Woman also looks pretty good. I thought that it's going to be DC's Captain America. Mm-hmm. It's it's they're gonna they're gonna and and her the color palette in her costume is far less muted than it is here. Mm-hmm. It actually looks red, white, and blue. You know what's interesting is that that was a major plot point for Joss Whedon's original Wonder Woman script. And uh, as I've, from what I understand, from what I've read, it was also one of the major points of contention between Warner Brothers and Joss Whedon about wanting to do a period piece Wonder Woman. And had he not been taken off that, we might not have the Avengers the way it is now, but that's also the one thing they bring back. Sure, sure. Oh, well, here also, it is. Here's the most controversial... Okay. We're, ac- we're actually going to talk about what's happening in the movie now. Uh, yeah, we we, we've to. been wandering on. So... <laughs> I, everyone was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I called that all of this was a dream sequence when it showed up in the trailers. Like, you did, like, you know, and Fallujah it, Batman just just in the trench coat, in the duster, running around, shooting people. I'm like, guys, this is this is not a movie. This no. is this is a dream sequence. Yes. They they shot this to put it in the trailer. Yep. Just to, to freak you out and weird you out. That was the Omega sign, Dark Seed sign that they saw at the beginning. It's Dark Seed, not Dark Side. You know, I have no idea. I have no idea okay. either. I really don't. I hear it pronounced both ways, and even even me as a guy who's been reading comics his whole life, I have no idea. I always go Dark Seed, but it's probably Dark Side. He's got the gun, gun on the hip. I have no problem with Batman murdering people in a dream future where Superman is 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 a dictator. Batman would absolutely murder people if, in, as a dictator, because there's a, there's a stark difference between saving people from petty crime and war, and I think Batman is smart enough to understand the distinction. Yeah, that's true. And we all know deep down, Batman wants to kill all the time. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. That's what makes him interesting. He could. He's got the training. And again, I contend he kills all the time. Or at least ruins people's quality of life severely. <laughs> he definitely ruins people's quality of life. No question. The fight scene That's here that. is brilliantly choreographed. I like that we just have it one long take of Batman slowly taking out soldiers who decide not to shoot him as he takes them all down. They, they had no problem gunning down tons of other people. Who's this chick, by the way? Who is she that he's helping? And then she dies, I guess? She goes to sleep? 
These are... I, I, believe me, this being a Zack Snyder movie, I'd love it if they retcon that to be like Talia's daughter or something. <laughs> I, I, I could see Remember that. that dream sequence with that random woman? Talia's daughter. Talia's, Talia's daughter. sister. That's Somebody. Those are dark scenes. Parademons, yeah, right? Yeah, they're parademons. This is all setting up for obviously him being the big bad somewhere in a future DC movie. But is the idea supposed to be... I mean, the dream sequence is delightfully unclear, but is it supposed to be that Superman has sided with Darkseid, or is it going to be Batman thinks Superman think is going to be as bad implying. as Darkseid? Now watch this. I knew this was going to happen. Or Darkseid, yeah. So you see, I know, Darkseid slash Darkseid. See, I love how... I like the, the white pupils right there. But Batman's eyes are clearly painted black here. Yes. As Superman goes up to him. And I knew the second he ripped off that, that mask... Oh, no more raccoon eyes. Nope. That's, but that's, you just accept that. You just accept you have that. have to, because I that's... I love the red eyes, by the way, here. Because comics. Yeah, because comics. Comic book movies. Uh-huh. It's the end of Batman Returns had the same thing. He takes the mask off for Selina Kyle, and he doesn't have the black around his eyes. And the black is only around the eyes of the actors, because it was decided at some point, Batman cannot have white eyes. Nope. We have to be able to see his eyes so the actor can act. But also, he can't have just, you know... He needs to stay dark in this photography, and, mm-hmm. the, and the eyes would, would, would draw light, so they need to paint the eyes. So this... <sighs> Sorry. It's okay. This dream... Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Flash is here now wearing weird armor. And the closed captions, and we're watching the movie with closed captions, make it completely unambiguous that that is the Flash. <laughs> yes. I know there was some question from some people. I, I asked a friend of mine after I saw this movie... So I think the Flash travels back in time to warn Batman about Superman. Does the Flash have time-traveling powers? And my friend says, really, time travel is like a transcontinental flight in the DC universe. (laughs) It really is. And he does. So the the Flash has tapped into what's called the Speed Force. And the Speed (laughs) Force, yeah. Comics! Because comics. And the speed force, he can move on the vibration that time is on and therefore travel through time. Okay, that makes about as much sense as anything else. As anything. We spend so little time at the actual newspaper in this movie. And I, I like that they're trying to stay true to Superman in the sense that he joins, a, he joins a newspaper because he needs to know what's going on in the world. But it is kind of outdated with Twitter and and the internet in general and like even just a police scanner. You'd you'd think that he he, he wouldn't need to join a newspaper. I just don't understand why they don't update it to a blog. I really don't get why they have not done that. Why is he not working for the Huffington Post? Yeah, the <laughs> Daily Planet Online. <laughs> you know. Daily Planet Online. Like, why is this not an online, very successful online You know blog? what? I bet it is because they have a helicopter. It's got to be, right? They, they got to be. They, That's they, the they're probably dominating everything. <laughs> and he's just, he's just stuck on the news side because he hasn't earned his way up yet. Nope. But Lois, you better believe she's on that blog side. Kryptonite. It's kryptonite. Kind of like the gray hair. Well, he's been Batman for 20 years. Like, they don't shy away from his age. No. Except, no, actually, no. They don't shy away from his age. He's, he's staying in very good shape for his age. We want, I, love, I love the CrossFit montage 
later in this movie where I don't know. I, 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 I'm not a bodybuilder and, and uh, I'm not a huge workout nut, but is, is beating a tire with a sledgehammer accepted as it's, like, as like a, a work? It is a thing? It's a thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it's a thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a shoulders, back, core workout. If you get some of your legs moving up and down, you get your quads, so it's a little bit of a squat in there. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a real thing. That is a real thing. I've done it. I need to take that up. Yeah, I feel like, I've done you, it. Because you, you at least kind of feel awesome doing you that. You do. You're, you're, you do. I'm hitting this giant round thing of rubber. Yep, you do. 20 years Yeah, 20 years. So he's been 20 years in Gotham, except no one else in the movie can decide how long he's been Batman. Now, doesn't the, those lines right there, how many good guys are left, doesn't that almost feel like a reference to Dark Knight and Two-Face? Like, you could have taken those lines. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that there are similarities across adaptations <laughs> of Batman? I'm, I'm implying. I'm just maybe. Are you saying that some of these characters have the same origin story? And I, that the idea of good people going bad is, is a trend throughout superhero comics? It is a trend throughout superhero comics. I think you've hit on something, sir. I, we, we got our, This is a book right here. I, <laughs> I'm saying that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that might be his dead suit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that might be Joseph Gordon-Levitt's corpse we're looking at. They did just come out, though, and say that Jared Leto Joker is not Jason Todd. So that means one of two things. Either it's not Jason Todd, or they're lying to us. <laughs> well, I mean, so then is it Dick Grayson? Uh, well, no, because they're not going to kill Dick Grayson. Although, where's Nightwing, then? Yeah, where's Nightwing, then? And now we come to a scene that has been a very large bone of contention in this movie because the callous disregard for life in this upcoming and chase... And public property. And public property. I care less about the public property because everyone... We see that does, destroyed all the time. We see public property destroyed all the time. I read a funny cracked article recently where it said, if you lived in a universe with superheroes, superhero insurance would have to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, have to be. It would have to be. Have to And be. it would be expensive as hell because you'd have to be charged for I know New York is the setting for most of the Marvel Universe, mm -hmm. but why would anyone live in New York unless property values were in the toilet because it's constantly getting wrecked? It has to be, right? That's a great point. No, it really, honestly, and that's why I like in New York must be in the tanks. And in Daredevil, I like where they say, oh no, this loft, it's, it's very inexpensive because we're rebuilding after the incident, the, the alien invasion in Avengers. And I like that they, they, acknowledge, they at least that. acknowledge that. I don't mind this Batmobile. I wish we could go back to a, a car and oh, not and not a Jeep. Not a not a tank. Yeah. You know, I thought I thought this was a, a happy middle ground between the tank and the car because it's kind dead. of car. It, dead. No one survived that. No, that dude's dead. What about the? Well, we'll talk about it when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the tire hitting the guy's face? This one? No, this one. Oh, where he, he then, drags the car a couple of hundred yards behind and. And then just lets it go. Yeah, there's I, no need for him to do no that. There's no need to do that. I don't understand why he did that. That guy is most certainly dead now. Yes, or again impaired for life. Mm -hmm. But it's still there, still attached to him. What was the point? Oh, because he flips. It, oh, he right? he does throw it or something, mm -hmm. right? Here we go. These guys dead. So did he have a computer calculating the physics of that, or was that? Did he just eyeball that? You I know, mean, if I turn yeah. and, and drive it into this ramp, where where it's gonna hit? Uh, uh, there's got to be a ramp somewhere. I love the van set up for every contingency. 
<laughs> I love the in action movies when they have these bands where they're like, you've got to have, you've got to have the guy with the gun. Well, the Batmobile is the ultimate contingency vehicle. I love in Batman Returns, there's a contingency. If there's an alleyway, he just blows the side off the car <laughs> yeah, yeah, to right. turn it into the Bat-missile. <laughs> the toy of which I had as a child. I had the, the little die-cast Bat-missile. Did with you the, really? I had the Batmobile, the Penguin-mobile, and the Bat-missile. Gosh, I didn't have any of the Batmobiles. I had, I had the Kenner dolls from the 80s. That were my favorite. Band. I have a stuffed Kenner Batman doll from 88. I got it the year I was born from my uncle. I didn't have the stuffed ones. I had the six-inch ones that had the cloth cape that snapped around the neck. Oh, and the, okay. the legs could bend, but the, the arms most of the time did not bend. I gotcha. Those, were my, those are still my favorites. Some of my favorites. Okay. Batman did not kill that man. That guy, that that guy, guy crashed into the tanker. That was all on him. That's on he him. could have braked sooner. So the first time, that cow is just too cool. I, I can't get over that cow. Every time, those guys Okay, are dead. they're dead. They're dead. Wasn't KG Beast in the back of that truck, too? I, that looked like him. But he's not dead, because no. we see him again later in the movie. So I guess he didn't kill those. Oh, no. There he is. Wow. But the, the, are you the other guy? The, the guy on guy. the other side of, of the truck? Dead. He, he died. Well, certainly dead. These villains are terrible at pattern recognition. Bullets have not harmed this vehicle at all during this chase. No. And, but they keep in there. I, I'm sad we have not seen a moment in these Superman movies where someone tries to shoot Superman and then they run out of bullets and throw the gun at him like they used to do in the old George Reeves TV show. <laughs> oh, I oh love this, this is great. Scene. This is great. You better stop being Batman. Look at the chest hair. I don't know, the chest hair on Superman. Did you catch the chest hair? Yeah. And Batman has a perpetual five o'clock shadow in this movie. Perpetual, yep. Which is something you don't often think about, because Batman with a beard has rarely happened, mm -hmm. I think. Now here we are, hour and five into the movie, and these two guys are meeting these, for the first yeah, time. First time. And again, this is the theatrical version, so there'd be even more time before they meet. You're right. Don't go to it. What? Okay, another, no, another logic question. So, if there was basically a municipally sanctioned vigilante in Gotham City for 20 years, how is that not news everywhere? <laughs> how, like, again, so Clark true. is treating this like it's a surprise. Everyone else is totally blasé about there being a Batman in Gotham City. Clark's mind is blown by this. Yes. But he, growing up in America where you'd think people would be cheering on the Bat Vigilante, mm -hmm. like, all over. Like, there'd be a Death Wish reaction to him. Or not, perhaps. Or maybe people have so written off Gotham City that they just don't care anymore. But, like, I feel like you couldn't have grown up in the United States and not have heard of the Batman or the Joker. Yeah. Guys, there's a domestic terrorist calling himself the Joker. True. Very true. How is that not news? You're right. How much of that was CGI? It looks so CGI as he was walking up that, taking off the mask. I have no idea. What's great is we have this whole chase scene where he fails because Superman just shows up to intimidate him and to stop being Batman rather than talking it out, mm -hmm. which, which, which is a problem these characters have in this movie. Lex Luthor, entirely too much talking. Superman, Batman, 
Don't talk enough. Don't talk enough. Isn't that classic men, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> classic men. Um, there will then be an entire off-camera action sequence where Batman will break into LexCorp and steal this kryptonite. Which would have been an amazing action sequence to watch, except the first Batman sequence we see is him saving Martha. Yep. Yep. And we can't have that twice in one movie. No. Because it does, it does remove the power somewhat if you just watch Batman effortlessly beat up crook after crook after crook. Lois was there. Again, I don't know why Lois isn't going on the news. Is Perry White also governing? Lois, you can't go on the news to talk about events yeah. you directly witnessed. She's a Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter. She told us. Why, why, why is it her commentary? Yeah. Why is it not worth anything? Her eyewitness statement. Honey, you don't you don't owe this planet a thing. That was just that is the antithesis of this entire character in one line from his own mother. And I love we we haven't even gotten to Ghost Dad yet on top of a mountain. No. Clark goes to the top of a mountain to talk to the ghost of Pa Kent, who basically says, Sometimes in doing good things people die. Mm -hmm. Which is okay, that's true. Absolutely true, but we're not talking about Superman diverted a river and destroyed someone else's livelihood. Superman wrecked an entire metropolitan area while trying to defeat General Zod. Yes. A bit of a false equivalence there. Yep. I wish this guy could have been Donald Sutherland and we could have done JFK again. <laughs> In superheroes, there were two ideas. Isn't that a... Who's that actor? That's, um... Oh, I can't remember. He's 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 Locke from, from the Matrix sequels. Um, and he's on the blacklist now. Yeah. Or was. He was he played, like, the head of the FBI task force that Megan Boone was. He's good, for. and he always plays stoic-y characters like this. He's perfect. He's, he's the perfect, officious git who mm -hmm. just, like, is not gonna have you breaking his rules, man. <laughs> Oh, here's the scene. The Ultimate Edition explains why Superman does not detect the explosive in the wheelchair. What is it? It's lined with lead. It's actually the most uh, obvious explanation yeah, on the planet. Yeah, it had to be, right? Yeah. had to be lined with lead, but you, you kind of you kinda need to throw that in somewhere. Because it, it just makes him look... That's the problem is that th those kinds... Not adding that information makes Superman look inept and dumb, which he never is. Now, did you see this coming in the original? I didn't see this coming. That it was going to blow up. You know, I I didn't know where the movie was going, so I'm like, ah, it could happen. Yeah. It's it's and there's a lot of buildup. Like a lot of people are watching these proceedings. I'm like, this this is we're leading up to something climactic because what would not be climactic is is Senator Finch, played by Holly Hunter, going, well, you better stop being Batman or, or Superman. We yeah. can't we can't have that. Uh, that uh, you just flying around without Barrier. without a uh, government oversight. You gotta next time uh, next time Lois Lane's in trouble. You gotta just uh, got you gotta not go. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, gotta let gotta, that go. Gotta wait for the Joint Chiefs. You know. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's not gonna happen. That would that is that would, is that Joker? No, this is Scoot McNary writing back to Bruce Wayne. Oh, but the worst it. assistant or best assistant on the planet is just not sending his boss crank mail. <laughs> Which, you know what? Assistants sometimes do withhold mail like that. 
in Hollywood? Oh, if you get an unsolicited pitch addressed to your boss, you don't show it to your boss. No. You send back a rejection letter because of legal reasons. Uh Uh-huh. Again, very interesting idea. I, I don't know this movie addresses it terribly well, the idea that power can be innocent. Yes. That's fair. It's like, is Superman, it can, with all that power, can Superman be without question a force for good? Or is he really, if he's fighting for truth, justice in the American way, does that, does that, like, by necessity mean, like, he's fighting for the privileged against Mm. the less privileged? Or, and you could say the same thing about Batman, too. I read somewhere, like, Morrison was talking about, he didn't want Batman fighting drug dealers, or, or no, drug users, or, like, petty petty crime because then it just becomes class war yeah he's like fighting people who you which know. interesting enough is how he started yes was fighting class wars <laughs> gangsters yeah gangsters corrupt landlords corrupt politicians when he only you know when he basically jumped and could be stopped by you know bullets yeah slowed down but then he's evolved more to be the one who tackles the people who create the conditions where that sort of crime can thrive. He's attacking root causes now. He's following the money. Yes. <laughs> he's following the money. And I actually do like this because Superman would absolutely appear before Congress in full regalia and not complain about going. No, he wouldn't. You're absolutely right. Which is why Superman Returns was kind of silly when Superman leaves to go back to Krypton and then he misses Lex Luthor's trial mm. to testify against him. So they let him go as though there's th- that Superman's word is the only evidence to convict Lex Luthor. Yes. If Superman says you're guilty, well then you must be then guilty. You must be guilty. Does Superman lie in the comics or is he one of those people who's like, I'm Superman. I don't tell a lie. He's a, he's a no lie. He's an, he's a no lie guy. As opposed to Batman who lies at least by omission constantly. Constantly. <laughs> I love that moment when he's flying with Damian Wayne and the rocket ship, and it's like, oh, you have a rocket ship? I have a lot of things people don't know about. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a landmark moment. First Batman or Superman movie where a jar of piss plays uh, an important thematic and plot point. <laughs> I w- I'm sorry. This is that, that is not my, I was not the first one to make that comment. I apologize. I forget where I got it from, but disclaimer, I did not come up with that observation Fair myself. enough, but this is also the first jar of piss... To be a significant, play a significant role in any superhero movie. Right. Now, if this had been The Aviator, this would be a different movie. Because lots of jars of piss in that movie. But... <laughs> True. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Boom. See, I still didn't really get it. I, go, I don't know what's going on. Up. Now, did Scoot McNary know he was going in there to kill? No, and there's actually a deleted scene in the Ultimate Edition. I know, I keep talking about the Ultimate Edition, and some of you out there are thinking, why didn't you just watch the Ultimate Edition? <laughs> Again, I'm cheap. I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to pay to buy the Ultimate Edition. But Lois investigates Scoot McNary's apartment. His character has a name, but Scoot McNary's just a better name. It's a better name. Um, but uh, I think goes, a look, a look on Superman's face now. Wow. wow. I I really botched that one. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. No, he's like, I should have known, except now we're going to learn it's line by line. And what's even better is no one blames Superman for this. Again. No one blames him for this. So, again... So this is Scoot McNary's handwriting here? Correct. Okay. No one blames Superman for what happens. Almost like five minutes later, we're going to hear a news report where it's like, no one blames Superman for what happened at the Capitol building. Okay. 
fine. But that, okay, so I, I don't understand. So is that, again, is that to make um, uh, Superman angry at Batman? Again, it's, it's, it's like, is that what the branding was all about? I, is, that, is that just to make... Or no, is Batman branding people because he's angry at Superman? Because that wasn't clear. That wasn't clear. But there's a deleted scene, sorry, just to visit Scoot McNary one more time. Lois Lane visits his apartment after the explosion and sees that there's fresh groceries in his fridge, uh-huh. which indicates that he didn't know he was being used uh, as a suicide bomber because he was buying food. He would not have kept a, a fully stocked fridge if he knew he was going to die that day. Got it. And that's why she won a Pulitzer Prize. But again, <laughs> these movies don't want us to see her do anything that might indicate she actually is good at her job. No, God forbid. Oh, you're you're here. Low. It was behind lead. It was behind lead. You fix it right there. Yes. You fix it right there. And uh, I can't see through lead. It's one of the things. That's like his that and kryptonite are his only weakness. Yeah, pretty much. And, 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 and caring too much. And caring too much. <laughs> the, the non-character flaw character flaw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just too good a person. That's my downfall. <laughs> yeah, I'm a perfectionist. It gets in the way all the time. Amy Adams is great. As Lois, although you know, I wish they gave her stuff to do stuff in these to movies. Do. You know what? She's you know, a wonderful she's not performer. Spunky. She needs to be spunky. Lois Lane is so spunky, but that. Well, again, she talks. She talks back to Chris Milani in the last movie, so we know she's we got know. a little bit of it in yeah. Man of Steel. She's spunky era. This movie just gets. She so just great. exists to be rescued by Superman in the theatrical version of in this movie. She does a little. Version. There's a lot more reporting by everyone in the in the in the three hour version, apparently, but. Because Clark actually is investigating the Batman, as opposed to just not writing about a sporting event. Well, you've also, I mean, here's the thing. The Gotham Knights, this is the first time they've been in, t- in contention for the Super Bowl in about 20 years. So that's a big story. <laughs> you know, I, you know they're, they're trying to figure out if their quarterback really has what it takes to get them through the playoffs. And I'm just not sure. You know, I can accept that Lex Luthor is brilliant enough to, to figure out how to access a Kryptonian ship. But... I don't understand his plan here. I, well, I, 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 the mechanics or what actually motivates him other than I just hate Superman. Which, if it's that, I'm fine with that. Because from my understanding, that's pretty much his thing. That's he his just, thing. He just hates, super, he hates the idea of Superman. When he always blames in the comics anyways, he always says that he, he could solve all the world's problems if Superman wasn't there getting in the way. He, oh, he, I feel like he's wearing Scoot McNary's suit as just an ultimate <laughs> fu. Well, he probably that that was one of his suits. Scoot McNary was wearing <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's wearing one of Scoot's suits, one of Scooties. Um, did you ever see the Funny or Die video where John Hamm asks President Obama for a bailout? John Hamm is playing Lex Luthor. No, he's like Lex Corp needs a hundred million dollar bailout. I'm going to use this money to kill Superman. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's what I do. <laughs> no, I am not. That's great. And he talks about all the failed LexCorp vintage. Oh, here's the CrossFit. You, yeah, you really should try this. It's a great core workout. It will make you sore. Okay. 
Man, he is prepping. So here was something else that people pointed out that was kind of fun. Okay, are those abs CGI? I want to know. Oh, no, I'm sure Ben Affleck did the work. Because, you know, but he didn't look, they didn't look as six-packed out in the um, sledgehammer scene, but maybe that scene was shot like three months later. Maybe. Oh, perhaps. Yeah. Doing battle ropes. I mean, this is a full CrossFit. I mean, he's going full CrossFit on this. He only makes three kryptonite bullets, though. Just three. Maybe it's all he had enough. Maybe it's all he he has a giant rock That's of kryptonite. True. It's about the size of his chest. Yes. Now, here's, here's the thing that I also thought was a bit convenient, is he is planning to challenge Batman. Oh, hold on. We've, we've got to touch on this Justice League scene. Oh, the YouTube videos mm -hmm. of, of the Justice League? So Lex Luthor created all of their emblems that I guess they're one day going to all use? Hey, why not? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> so here we get Diana Prince. Big reveal. A beautiful lady. Look at look at her right there. She's stunning. She's like ex-Israeli military. I don't know what my words just did there. <laughs> now, let me stare at this camera. Boom. But have you never looked directly at the camera when going to an ATM? I, I have. I've looked before. <laughs> Admittedly. But then you get this 1918 picture. Chris Pine cameo. Chris Pine cameo. I saw this. Okay, so I saw this, and I was like, is that Chris Pine? And I didn't realize it was till I saw the trailer for the Wonder Woman. I was like, that looks just like, that's got to be Chris Pine. It's absolutely Chris Pine. It is. I don't, I don't know. How do, you feel? How do you feel about this guitar? The guitar of Wonder Woman. You know what? When she shows up and starts kicking butt, I'm fine. It's, it's very It's very rousing. Sorry if there was a bit of a blip there, folks. Um, we had to pause. We had some technical difficulties. We would have dialed this back, except um, we're kind of synced to the audio of the movies since we have it playing low in the background. And rather than try and do the technical thing of trying to resync it and taking it back, we're just going to continue. So if you hear me at some point saying, hey, can we pause? Because I, I can't hear you in my headphones. That's why. But right now, Lex Luthor, Luthor is uh, pouring his blood over the body of General Zod. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for them, I guess technically for them, there's actually probably no pause in the film at all. I like the Kryptonian spaceship has morality. Mm. Their AI is fairly advanced, which we also saw in Man of Steel. I actually really liked Krypton in Man of Steel. I liked it until it turned into rip-off Star Wars. <laughs> rip-off Star Wars? The, the... Why is he wearing the trench coat indoors? He is Perry White, man. <laughs> He's wearing a trench coat indoors. Uh, so, you know, and, you know, and you're right. I thought about this as we've been talking about the film. It is kind of nice to see that 
the world can't decide whether or not it loves or hates Superman. It goes back and forth. You're seeing that in presidential elections right now. How timely. My, my problem is not with the characterization of the world at large in this Superman movie. It's, it's with the characterization of the title characters. <laughs> yeah. The world at large is behaving exactly as it should. Exactly. We, uh, like I've said several times already, we're seeing, we're seeing the costumes, we're seeing the names, but we're not seeing the characters that have defined these, these costumes and names for seven, seven years. years. Correct. Okay, here's the famous pocket scene. Boy, thank God he's just hanging out at the top of the mountain there. Good thing Ghost Kent sticks on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> And we've discussed this, but uh, again, the example of a a flood coming and destroying someone else's farm is different from actively causing the deaths of a whole lot of people. It isn't, we didn't think through the consequences of our actions. Superman, well, yeah, obviously didn't think through the consequences of his actions in Man (laughs) of Steel. That much is abundantly clear, but... um, it was so callously done. He was basically picking a fight with a guy. Or maybe I'm just mischaracterizing the end of that movie altogether. I, this is tough to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, the essential problem with Man of Steel. Here's how you solve it. And then you probably have a completely different film that's much more fun. And is probably the DC film that fans wanted. Mm-hmm. You show two scenes of... You show two scenes in Man of Steel in the third act. You show one scene of the city being evacuated. Mm -hmm. And then you show another scene of, like, Superman catching a building over a kid. Like, and he stops the building. Right. You you show two scenes, a scene that, that, because an audience, uh, the audiences will, they will, they will believe that the entire city has been evacuated in five minute in a five minute scene. They'll believe that, and that they'll, they'll they'll suspend disbelief long enough to believe that that city's evacuated because superheroes. Because superheroes, because DC Comics, and you show Superman saving one family, not the family at the end after he's murdered Zod, or right before he's murdered Zod. The fam- you show him saving someone during the carnage, like remember when Brendan Roth when he when he turned. And he, he destroyed all of the broken glass that was flying down in... The... That was one of the best scenes in Superman yeah. Returns. Mm-hmm. A movie, incidentally, that I do not hate. Though it has a lot of problems. Yeah. That's actually a great Batman character moment. Like, a realization that I... I the fight never does actually stop. Mm-hmm. Which was, I always thought, a nice part of the Nolan movie. The thought, Batman believing that at some point the fight would end, and then by the end of The Dark Knight realizing, no, there's no end in sight for this, unless I just leave. And then, and then they undo all of that by having it like, nope, Harvey Dent. Basically, they have the Dent Act slash Patriot Act in, in the third movie, mm-hmm. and, and it all goes to Fakat, but... So yeah, why why Wayne Manor is a shell of its former self is beyond me. How much you want to bet they're gonna say the Joker set it on fire, <laughs> which again would be somewhat tying into the Nolan movies, just a little bit. But it's Raza Ghoul's, it's Raza Ghoul's people that burn it down and begins, right? Correct. Yes, because a, a cleansing fire is natural. <laughs> yes. 
Now, why Superman doesn't show up instantly to save his mother here when he does so, as you mentioned earlier, in Man of Steel is beyond me. Also, is Metropolis like a 10-minute drive from Smallville? Where is Smallville proximate to Metropolis? You know, is, is Smallville the DC universe yeah, in this in these movies? Is Smallville in like the the is that a suburb of Metropolis? Because I always got that Smallville was Kansas or Nebraska or something like that. Like it was the literal heartland. Here, everything feels like it's it's just within driving distance of each other and everything. No, that's the thing. Is it's all even in Smallville the the CW show. It was really vague, the geography. It, it always made it seem that Metropolis was in Kansas. That was kind of the impression I received when I was watching Smallville. Now, it does make it almost seem like, so are Gotham and Metropolis both in Kansas? Is Smallville no longer in Kansas? I doubt that. I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I can't remember a scene, but I'm almost positive they had to at some point reference that Smallville is in Kansas in the first Man of Steel. A missed opportunity here is Gordon just doesn't run up on the roof when when um, the signal goes on. Hey, I, I didn't authorize that. And we see just jacked J.K. Simmons running up on the roof with his mustache and his trench coat and his glasses. So here's KGB. KG Beast really is the all-purpose henchman. This man is everywhere doing everything. <laughs> the all-purpose henchman. Uh, he's not wearing his... his outfit from the DC Comics, which is basically, to me, a, yet another ripoff of Deathstroke. But also he's called KG Beast, so back in the day, was he like a member of the KGB? I'm assuming that's what he was. I so don't we can't call him KG Beast now, because a lot of the children in the audience would not understand that reference. No. It's, it's kind like, of like what, what everyone's uh, hesitation with the Mandarin in the Iron Man films. Or the Marvel movies in general where, Nata where, where Black Widow's like, I used to work for the KGB. What, when you were five? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How old are you? Yeah. Not even like, oh, I used to work for the FSB. No, I worked for the KGB. So unless they explain she has de-aging serum, which, you know, comics. Comics, exactly. I'll take it. But <laughs> they, they really don't explain that. No. But and also, I, it's like uh, Winter Soldier has the red star on his arm for no reason because he's apparently part of a secret Nazi death cult, but he also in Siberia, yeah, according to the Civil Russian War ties. movie, with Russian ties. So, whatever. I guess Hydra just really was that big. <laughs> now, uh, something we talked about off air, um, we have not really made the comparison yet. Superman versus Batman to Civil War. Uh, Civil War has a better handle on its tone, and that's really the only way in which it's superior. Like, yeah. I, they're both convoluted. They both uh, make as much sense as they can. I'd argue Civil War makes a little more sense, and at the end it keeps the stakes a little more personal, even yes. though that third act twist where Tony just goes, I don't care, Winter Soldier killed my mother, and then he starts wailing on Captain America... Which uh, was a little hard to buy, but it's better See, than nothing. You say that, I don't know, man. If I find out, if I found out that this dude killed my mom and that's my buddy's best friend, I'm gonna kill that dude. You know what? And I, in principle, I, I do agree with you. Uh, my issue is that we had not met his mother until Tony gave a TED talk about his feelings in the first twenty minutes of the movie. Um, we'd seen Howard Stark before, young and old, but we'd never seen his mother before, and the only connection we get between the two of them is, hey, 
we're we're gonna miss you, honey. While we're while she's talking to like CG plastic surgery Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> looking looking twenty going on fifty and looking very young, looking very eighties uh, brat pack. Yes. Um, and certainly, like, oh, he killed my mother makes a lot more sense than here and how mothers play a role in this fight. <laughs> Martha. We keep dancing around this, but, okay, so Batman stops beating up Superman because Superman says, very cryptically, save Martha. Not my mother. He says, save Martha. Martha. And uh, it's so dumb. I'm sorry. It, it's so dumb. You can make the argument, oh, super, you know, Batman now sees Superman as a person, but, uh, okay, <laughs> fine. Fine. That, that doesn't, y- yes, I mean, we can intellectualize that all we want. It's still kind of a silly twist yes. that they both have the same name, which isn't something they contrived for this movie either. No, that just happened. That's, that's in the DC universe. That's canon. So here's slightly hinted that 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 Luther was either beaten or molested as a child, because his father Lex Luther Senior was was apparently a terrible man. Therefore, Lex Junior hates Superman. Mm. Makes perfect sense because comics. Because comics. You, you know, here's the th- here's the thing about all these movies. Because I'm Batman is a valid explanation for so much of what happens in the Batman comics, like the. Problems I have with this movie aren't too much with the story or plausibility or logic because this is, exists in a universe where because I'm Batman is a justification for so much. Yes. And because I'm Superman is yes. a justification for so much. Yes. But just tonally, everyone's depressed and, everyone's and so morose sad. and sad. I get... Batman not enjoying what he does because he's he's driven by compassion, but also just a perpetual sense of mourning for his parents and yeah. wanting to make sure that never happens to anybody else. But Superman, I just feel like would be so good natured that he'd let the criticism roll off of him. And even if they did criticize him, he'd be like, "Well, I'll show them because I'm I'm essentially good. I'm a I'm a boy from Kansas," mm-hmm. which they never try to portray here. They they the, the whole "I'm a boy from Kansas" is is kind of like he grows up in Kansas, but there's never like, "Oh, I just grew up in Kansas." Unless I'm completely misremembering Man of Steel. I I, feel, I have a feeling there is a moment where he goes, oh, "I'm just from Kansas." Well, remember we of were Steel. talking about that a second ago. I, they have to at some point. Okay, now here's okay here's that scene. So. They just, they just a couple seconds ago showed the pictures. Now Lex is throwing the pictures at Superman. Okay, how does he not? He is like practically psychically bonded to Lois, but not his mother, not Martha Kent. I love the red eyes. That's a great effect. He is okay. He is acting the shit out of the scene. Oh, completely. I, I'm not. I again, I don't deny that 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 Eisenberg. Everyone in this movie is given it. Yeah. Even Cavill is giving it. Yeah, it, yes. It's boring, but yes. that's not his fault. It's He's his playing fault. the role that was written there. Yep, exactly. Which is as, as a mopey, depressed, unappreciated alien. It's something that we said at the very beginning to you guys. We, we, everyone in this movie is doing their best. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder is not phoning in the Zack Snyder here. Zack He's Snyder not. is going full Zack Snyder. You're well within your right not to like that, and you and I, Rudy and I have had many conversations about how I don't hate Watchmen, 
Rudy, Rudy and I disagree on this. <laughs> yes. Like, you can, you can say what you will about Watchmen. You can say what you will about this movie and Man of Steel. Everyone's given 100%. Everybody is. They're trying to deliver the best movie ever. It's... It's just not tonally the and right... It's not, it's not tonally... And the movie is... I hesitate to use the word ambitious. Like, it's too ambitious for its own good. Because we're, what, like an hour... 30 into this movie at this point. There's still an hour or so left to this movie, right? There now. is. There's about an hour left. And again, we're watching the theatrical version, not the three hour director's cut or no. ultimate edition. Um, uh, between now and the end, we're going to be getting Dark Knight Rises, we're going to be getting Doomsday, and we're going to be getting the death of Superman. Yep. That's not really that ambitious. I mean, yes, it's. Am- it- it's ambitious in the way the Nathan's hot dog eating contest is ambitious. <laughs> That's a lot of hot dogs those people are eating. But I, do I admire it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just compared Superman Batman to the hot dog eating contest. I, not, not the character. Not the, okay, hang on, hang on. But wait a second. Not the characters themselves. I'm, I'm, I'm more comparing the attempt that from this point forward they're trying to cram in so much. They're trying to cram in so much. Because like Civil War, you know the climax of the movie is not going to be these action figures we love beating each other. Yes. Up. It, it, they, they can't be the bad guys. And credit to Civil War, they do bring it back to Captain America and Iron Man punching each other. Yes. Whereas here, it's just like, no, but there's the real mm-hmm. villain here. And at least Lex Luthor is something of a real villain. Oh, hang Okay, sorry. Um, so, um, Wonder Woman's reading her email now. For those of you still watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's our long... Our, our, one of our many long tangents into yes. the deep philosophy of superheroes. Yes. Um, I... A friend of mine from college wrote uh, a blog post about this saying, not not about this specifically, but actually wrote a blog post saying, you know, you didn't have to love Batman v Superman, but you didn't have to hate it, which is true, but also it approaches this movie as like this broken bird that needed our help mm-hmm. and not a group of millionaires spending millions more to make what is essentially a commercial product. Yes. So while the Marvel while the Marvel movies have done more than their fair share of just dropping in random nods and setups for characters for future movies, they have never done it, I felt, as clunkily as this. My friend made the argument, like, Marvel's done this all the time, and, and we forgive them for that. I would argue yes and no. I, yes, like, like, Iron Man, like, a good third of Iron Man 2 just sets up the Avengers, and it suffers as a result. But no part of Iron Man 2 consists of Tony Stark reading emails to, to discover the rest of the Avengers. No. And I don't know what him. Aquaman's doing here. He doesn't the, the, even know. The, they, they, they didn't even give Aquaman a good setup here. He's just kind of ambling about under the water. And he's just kind of hanging out. So I wonder if Atlantis is even going to be like a thing in the I'm movies. I'm not sure. I, I'm also trying to figure out why... So Lex gives them all their emblems and their names? Well, in his defense, he's underwater, Aqua, and he's a man. So it's it's not the great... It's uh, They didn't call him Waterman, Deep call, Sea Man, Merman. But he'd try to be super clever with the, with the Latin roots. Poseidon. You know. <laughs> There's uh, the mother box. 
I, what is the Mother Box? I actually have no idea. Apparently the Mother Box is going to be the big MacGuffin in Justice League 2, like the Tesseract for uh, the Avengers. The, so the, the, yes, it's, it's essentially DC's Tesseract. It is a, it's basically, the Mother Box is a supercomputer used by Darkseed slash Darkseid. Um, how he has, has gotten a hold of it and how it's being used for, somewhere, I believe that in the new 52, that is also used. Um, similar... You know, I, I haven't fact-checked any of this, so I believe that is. I'm sure someone someone who uh, is listening to this will be able to answer that, answer, answer that very quickly for us. But You want a chopper? We have no money. But you do have a chopper. That's the point. That's the point. You do... Oh, wait. Okay, wait a minute. Are they... Okay, wait a minute. Okay, I'm sorry. They're chartering a helicopter. Chartering. I thought they had their own helicopter. No, chartering one. They're okay, right. yeah. my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. That... <laughs> Um, that, that is my bad. I, so it just so happens that Batman just is deciding to pick a fight on the same night that Lex Luthor is blackmailing Superman to pick a fight with him. Oh, totally. It's, it's, the timing could not be more perfect. And again, if, if Superman just said, hey, Batman, my, my mother is, is, is hurt. Can you please help? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not your enemy. Also, Bruce, please. He just said Bruce, please. So how does he know Bruce is Batman? Because he's Superman. He probably saw right through the suit the first time he saw him. Because he wasn't wearing a lead suit. But does Superman peak? You know what? I'm, you know what? I love the world's finest animated series episode, and that's exactly what happens there, so I will accept it. Okay, yeah. fine. I accept the premise. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Here was my gripe with this whole thing. I, Superman vs. Batman, I, wanted, I felt like there was enough motivation for them to fight on their own accord. I didn't really feel like they needed Lex Luthor, the Lex Luthor blackmailing angle. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I agree. Although I feel like without the Lex Luthor blackmailing angle, Superman would be less inclined to, to, to duke it out back. the way he is. Yeah. Also, um, I know Batman's all about the victory being in the preparation, but honestly, if he has the kryptonite bullets, why doesn't he just open with that? Yeah, for, first round. It's right? like the remake of Godzilla, where I watch him atomic blast those 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 subterranean creatures. Why didn't he just start with that? Go there from the get go. Man, and Batman's dead. Um, yeah. No, he should die. But let's fa- but it's a superhero movie. Well, I mean, wouldn't that kill him? That would that would kill anybody. That'd kill that, anybody. I don't care if he's wearing a power suit. And in this, in this, he doesn't even use the Gotham City power grid to charge the suit like he does in Dark Knight uh-huh. Returns. A, a, oh man! But okay, here's the thing. So he, Superman uses. I'm gonna. We're nitpicking the hell out of this fight. I apologize. So he uses X-ray vision to look through the mask, but not the smoke not bomb the smoke. Batman yeah. drops. Because clearly, how would he know that he has X-ray vision? Like Batman wouldn't know that, right? And, I'm always confused as to how kryptonite really works. Aren't the comics all over the place as to how kryptonite? Because there's also, re- there's like red kryptonite and there's this yellow kryptonite. Yes. It's like the Green Lantern energies. It's like there's there's a million colors of them. And there's a million colors. And each, each one of them does something different to him. When you have such an easily identifiable weakness. This is a great moment. Ruined yeah, by the trailers... But this is a great moment. It is. And the subsequent moment when, when Batman is punching Superman and then the kryptonite wears off and they figure out yep. that... Mm-hmm. that's and, and, and there's just that moment where Superman's like, nope, I'm back, and then he punches Batman. is it's great. 
honestly, if this does not appeal to the five-year-old and everybody, you, you've lost the ability to feel. Uh, like, there, there's a certain <laughs> amount of, of wish fulfillment for everybody yes. who loves these two characters here. It's just, it could not be in a more tone-deaf vehicle. <laughs> this whole... This, this fight is great. Now, here, here's the thing that I'm not entirely sure of, even as a comic book writer and a huge fan of the comics. In this particular DC universe, mm -hmm. how... I'm wondering, how much pain is he really in when he comes back. So when he comes back, is it like Wolverine? He like just completely... The healing factor? And, yeah. Like the, he's got the sun's rays again? Although yeah. it's raining out. So how much of the sun rays is, sun's rays are you getting here? Not, not much here. Not much at all. But I think, I think really here, it's not so much sun rays. It's more of kryptonite is... the Wearing off. Just, yeah, yeah, it's wearing off. Like I'll, Here it is. Here it is. This, I yeah, love this, this moment. great too. And you hear the clunking. Well done. Yeah. But, uh, and like, oh shit! But again, Sup Superman should hold back because he's Superman, but he doesn't. Puts him through. He loves putting people through walls. That's like his thing. Because if he didn't put them through walls, he'd have to punch them and then they'd die. <laughs> P putting someone through a wall is a great visual indicator that 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 what? damage has been done and fights have commenced. But I don't know. In the back of your the mind, it's like them. the wall. Yeah, the wall killed Not that me. guy. Yeah. 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 If you don't want him to die, don't put a wall there. Yeah, that's like beneath the Planet of the Apes justification. <laughs> we don't kill our enemies, we get our enemies to kill each other, please. <laughs> yes. And With Superman can't feet? dodge. Yeah. And this one right? explodes on impact. This one is not a delayed time grenade, mm -mm. like the last one was. So what's what's Batman doing here? We also have a, a great moment I bet none of us ever thought we'd see in a movie where Batman rips a sink off the wall and bashes Superman in the head with it. Oh, yes. Yes. Like this is this is this is walk the line meet some other movie where someone takes the sink and beats it over someone's <laughs> head. I love how the graffiti behind it said essay. I wonder if that's the Latino Somewhere essay. Somewhere in either this version of the movie, the Ultimate Edition. Um, is the Riddler is, question mark? Not the Riddler question mark. Some some graffiti from Watchmen. I don't know if they do the quote, you know. The Who Watches the Watcher in Latin, uh, which for some reason is escaping me, or The End is Nigh, or something like that, but... This moment. Oh, there it is. There it is. Quiz, quiz custodian ipsis. Qu yeah, there oh, right it is. There. It was that, right there. That one spot. I saw it. I did not realize it was at this moment in the movie. So he killed Superman, right? I mean, he tried to kill Superman right there. He's, he's the, about to. He's they're about both to... dancing around their desire to murder each other at this point, which I actually laughed out loud in the theater in the upcoming moment. Uh, so Batman is about to drag Superman by his ankles and 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 just swing him about. And I'm like, why don't you just kill him? Yeah. Why, why do we need this moment? This why is do we need this, this moment. This moment is ridiculous. Well, we do because because Zack Snyder. No, actually, his parents taught him the exact opposite. Pa Kent told him to hide his powers and to not tell anyone what he could do. Um, and his mom said to fly out of here. Yes. His parents have not taught him that at all. <laughs> you are completely misreading the situation, Bruce. I laughed so hard when when I first saw this moment. This, I, I, it's 
There's no reason. That's so gratuitous. The, okay, can we agree? And I, I'm not trying to bash Zack Snyder. I love my career as an actor in Los Angeles. But can we agree that he just he can't, he just always takes it a step too far? I just watched a video this morning, actually. Who was the channel? Nerd Writer. He said, Zack Snyder loves his moments rather than plot. Mm-hmm. And... So this movie's built around moments. Batman fighting Superman. Batman standing amidst the wreckage of the Capitol and all of that. Yes. And visually, they're great, but if you string them together, they do not quite fit together like Martha Wayne's pearl necklace. Mm. Do, do you see how I brought it back? Yeah, I like how you brought it back. I like how you justify the one scene we were, we were just laboring over at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> we were laboring over two hours ago. But he has a mother, guys. He's totally just like you and me. Except he's also an alien. <laughs> and now he's... Well, if you opened with, you're letting him kill Martha Superman, you could have avoided all of this. All of this. Batman, please listen. He has my mother hostage. I either have to kill you or save my adoptive human mother. Will you help me? Her name is Martha. <laughs> Will you help me? This is very simple. This is very simple math. And you could have actually probably cut the Wayne death at the beginning of this and worked in Martha Wayne some other way instead of... But we're back to the scene. I mean, it's like, how many times must we see Ben Parker die for us to understand? There's that shot. That's my favorite. The, yep. the, I love little Wayne. You falling Fall, down the CG, falling the CG down, well. Falling down the CG well. That's my favorite. Also, I realized I called him Little Wayne, like the rapper. <laughs> That's Lil Wayne. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil Wayne, Little Wayne. Such a waste of Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this movie. Right? I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I did totally too. wasted in this movie. You are not here to hear that, Lois. All due respect. Pulitzer Prize. Really? I respect That's the Pulitzer Prize. However, you are not there to hear that. There's no way, right? No. So we cool now, right? <laughs> well, uh, hey, Bruce, heads up. All those henchmen you murdered earlier in the movie, they had mothers too. Some of them <laughs> might have even been named Martha. So think on your sins, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> think on your sins, Bruce. <laughs> And he acts, he, acts like, he acts like Javert in Les Mis. Like his world is just divided by zero and he can't handle it. Let, let, uh, no. No. The, uh. and, uh, this is really where the movie starts to unravel. So did they wash Martha Kent's face? Because they were writing like witch and heretic or whatever all over her face. And now in, in a very killing joke vibe. Yes. Which I did not... I did not make that observation originally. IO9's uh, I thought, spoiler actually, fact I thought of that. made that. I, I, I thought of Killing Joke when I saw the pictures the very first time I saw it. I thought of Barbara Gordon. Hey, bro. Oh, she won't die tonight? Okay. Good, good. Good on you. You know, don't, don't promise what you don't know you can deliver. But then again, he's Batman. He's Batman. He is Batman. That's, that's all the justification you need. Batman says he's going to get it done. He's going to get it done. Assuming he hasn't done it already and just didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's actually the best part is when he's already done it. Yeah. 
It's like it's like that uh, that Justice League story where uh, I've seen the animated version. Um, he has all the contingencies for defeating the Justice League, and then someone uses them against them all. Oh. There's a deleted moment from the Ultimate Edition that's not in the theatrical version, but Bruce says, I don't deserve you, Alfred, and Alfred says, no, you don't, right at this moment here. That wasn't in a trailer somewhere? No, not that mm. I know of, but, um... And in a prime example, we were talking about this earlier, of Lois has absolutely nothing to do in this movie. She drops this in that she drops the spear in the water only to dive into the water afterward. Because somehow she, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, <laughs> Lois Lane, we know because she told us, um, figures out that I guess Doomsday is a Kryptonian alien and needs to be killed by Kryptonite. How she figures that out? Well Pulitzer man. Pulitzer. That's how she knows. Hey, are those those are bullets, right? Those aren't like ceramic shells, right? No, those are bullets. He okay, okay, that man, everywhere. that man is dead. And again, yeah. Well, I don't know if we were speaking about this on mic or on, but Batman, no, we a little. Batman kills all the time. Batman yes, kills in the comics. Him. He's killed in old movies. He uses that dynamite to murder that clown in Batman Returns. He lets the Joker die. He blows up Axis chemicals in Batman 89. Well, he doesn't let the Joker die. The Joker's hand slips out of the glove. Slips out of the glove. No, 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 no. Not when he drops in the acid. At the end, when he ties him to the gargoyle, and then the gargoyle falls off of the, uh, of the cathedral, and then Batman does nothing to stop him from falling to his yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, he lets Two-Face die by confusing him with the coin in Batman Forever. Mm -hmm. um, no one dies in Batman and Robin. Okay. Well, the audience dies. Yeah, I was watching that this morning. It's not as bad as we remember. It's really? not great. You know why? Because it's just... It's, it's, it if you accept it, campy Batman, yeah. it's fine. It's Adam West Batman. This is the best Batman fight scene ever committed to film. However, him in the warehouse saving Martha Wayne. Can, can we, can this we is, agree that Nolan... That's not Nolan's strong point. Nolan's strong point scene. was never fight scenes. No. And in Batman Begins, I get it, because he was trying to do the whole people are confused by Batman jumping Man, in in the stealth but loves getting other people to shoot at each other but yeah it's it's the beneath the planet of the apes um he's th but this bat this fight scene's fantastic is. Uh, this is the batman we've all always wanted to see arkham asylum level stuff of him just flipping around mm -hmm. and why that guy just went to a grenade instead of the gun i don't know <laughs> oh but you know what batman didn't throw that grenade he did not kill that guy so that guy just blew up with his own grenade that's his own fault batman yeah batman is totally innocent totally that man innocent. will never walk again however the one he just slammed into the floor no, that man's back is broken yes forever that man has a concussion that in the ultimate edition, when that guy hits the wall, there is blood spatter on the I'll wall. I'll say that guy's dead. That guy's dead. Yeah, that, that's a that's a two ton crate. He just hit him in the face. Yeah, with. Um, I will say they Batman takes a, a lot of bullets in this scene. He he really gets shot quite a couple of times. One to the head. One so, that hit shot to the head is awesome. It's awesome, but also, what is the cowl made out of? I don't know. I was wearing the same. There it is. Whoa! There yeah, that's is. twice. He takes two shots to the head. What? I God bless him. Ooh. Did did that? Okay, we just watched that guy's elbow like pop out of his arm. Uh -huh. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, he doesn't kill. But the, these these men's lives are ruined. But they're also bad guys. So do we care? I don't know. You know what I've never understood? Oh, he's about to pin a guy to the wall with a knife. Yep. So no, did he kill him? No. 
Is he sadistic? Yes. yes. You know the Ultimate I... Edition has him going back and we don't know how, but essentially torturing the guy. He pins to the wall with a knife. Really? He goes to like punch him in the gut and there's a scream and then it cuts to Martha Wayne. Oh no. Um, so the... I have seen that scene on YouTube, so I didn't... Yeah. Okay, yes, you can confirm that. Yes, I can confirm that. I can confirm the blood spell. I've watched this scene from the Ultimate Edition on YouTube, because it is a great Batman fight scene. It's a great fight scene. Batman's finger does guns. not actually pull the trigger when he's about to save Martha Wayne, so he does not actually kill KG Beast. We should have been keeping count of how many he does. There's already a YouTube video doing that. I forget who did it, but I highly recommend it. Because the count goes way up during the dream sequence and then dials back down once the dream sequence ends. That's it's kind good. of funny. I, I liked it. That is the movie's one joke, the line about the cape, and it's not even a joke. Yes. And again, okay, so has anyone heard of this guy? He's been doing this for 20 years. Yes. In a city right next door to your sons. Yes. I, again, like, the, the individual moments are fine, but the, no genuine world building has taken no. place to make us understand what's going on. The movie, while it's very drab in the first half, it really starts to unravel from about the hour and a half mark on. The whole thing, it just kind of starts collapsing in on itself, and everything is is simply a plot device to get to the next scene. There's a... She's from Smallville, not Gotham, Lex. Please, get your facts straight. So does that mean Lex was luring everyone to their death so Batman could steal the kryptonite and 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 then kill Superman? I'm sure there exists a flowchart of how his plan was supposed to play out. It's like the Joker's plan in the Dark Knight. It's it's like the Joker's plan in the Dark Knight is the perfect plan if everything happens to the moment and the second that it's supposed yes. to happen. Yes. But moment for moment, his plan makes no damn sense. And unfortunately, because the Dark Knight was so popular, every villain's plan now is like that. Yes. Loki and the Avengers, uh, Javier every, Bardem every and Skyfall. Getting caught on purpose. Everyone's getting. Oh my God! There is a rash of villains like getting caught as part of their plan. Yep. I don't know how. I don't know what they they thought was was the plan there. Uh, Doomsday, probably the most interesting character in the DC canon. I, he's he's very I, I, he has quite the personality. He was not just created to murder Superman, right? Yeah, you, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> quite the talker, Doomsday. Quite the complex. You want to talk about torn? You want to talk about deconstructed? He's deconstruction personified. He is Doomsday. Is the was one of the the centers and the. Birth, the birthplaces of the extreme, uh, the extreme environment that the ni 90s, 90s comics found themselves in, in the wake of Image Comics and Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, all those artists and their books. And he is just, he to me is just the epitome of 90s villain, just a giant monster that doesn't really talk and wants to destroy you and pretty soon will be full of spikes. And now he looks like the cave troll from Lord of the Rings. He does! This is Zack's favorite 
moment in a movie when he gets to have just everyone fight and everything explode. This is what he lives for. And the, and the action's actually pretty well done. It is. Ooh, he's he's looking at the statue. This is symbolic, kids. This is <laughs> this is this is this is this, get it? Oh, the statue's so big, but Superman's so small. Doomsday's as big as the statue. This is subtle, guys. <laughs> do you get do you get the sense of scale and stakes right now? Hey, this looks like it hurts. Oh, here's the thing. So that's just concrete or stone or whatever. So what is it hurting Superman in that case? Is it the force Doomsday is hurling the object with? I think or that's is it... it. Like, for instance, if I had if I had a stick and I just tapped you with it, it wouldn't be nothing. But then if I went full force... That's true. Yeah, be... okay. I'm, I, had a, I, had a, I had a moment of stupid there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No, it's okay. I, I, th- this movie is called in a lot of things in the question. Is that, that's Anderson Cooper's voice, voicing it CNN. <laughs> um, it is. In front of Turkish the, uh... Airways. What product placement? <laughs> did you ever see the, the ads they did with Bruce Wayne selling Turkish Airways? Like, I only fly Turkish Airways. Like, yes, I, I did. Lo- I, I actually kind of loved them. I, I, I love those were fantastic. But for some reason, everyone's watching the news live on Turkish Airways. Like, Turkish Airways has direct TV. They might, I don't know. <laughs> United might. Airlines, the only carrier I fly. <laughs> Not paid for that plug. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's your one freebie. Yeah. Um, they can have direct TV sometimes, but... <laughs> Virgin does. Virgin's got... Well, not direct TV, but Virgin's got, like, live stuff going on. I'm playing Virgin over Labor Day weekend. Ah. Hopefully a monster isn't attacking the city when you do. I hope. Oh, there's Anderson Cooper. But I, how, how perfect. She's just on a Turkish Airways flight from Gotham to somewhere. Where is Gotham in the United States, though? Because is it Baltimore? Is it Chicago? Is it New York? It's basically become Chicago after Nolan's Batman movies. They even had the, they had the one, gosh, all, all the Chicago listeners, I apologize, that one building. Well, they had the Trump building also in, in like, Dark Knight or something. They had, like, one of the... Some... What's the one with the flat diamond... I know what you mean. I've only been to Chicago once, so I don't. I don't know. It, you know what? I always remember that that building because it was in Adventures in Babysitting. Ah, it's the building that they're sliding you're down. Right. And they showed it briefly in this movie about 20, 30 minutes ago. Same building. Showed it just completely. I was like, "What? That's the building in Chicago." The geography in the Nolan movies is actually so wild because in Batman Begins, he has they have all the structures underneath Wayne Manor, and it's like because your 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 great great grandfather worked on the Underground Railroad. Okay, so definitely not Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Too far north. So what, Baltimore or something? And then the second movie is unquestionably Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we don't go to Wayne Manor, so it doesn't matter. And then in Dark Knight Rises, it magically is like Pittsburgh because they shot a lot of it in Pittsburgh. So it's got all the bridges and is on an island. So it, you know, it can be separated by, by Bane and, and, and the terrorists. Let's nuke them. Let's just nuke everybody. I, I, it, it's now become quest for peace. What? Why? So what I don't understand is, can nukes actually hurt Superman? I feel like being blocked. I know in the Dark Knight Returns, a nuke goes off and he's blocked from the sun's rays, and that causes some grief. It, he needs to promise Earth that, as his mother, he will protect her. But here, like, it's just it's just the nuke in in space. Yeah. I don't know. You know, again, this kind of goes back to Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Ah, uh, the nu- the nuclear man. Nuclear man. I'm not really sure because 
Now, I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about how nuclear bombs work. No, me neither. But it's always subtly implied that somehow they're similar to a sun. You know, I'm not really sure how they work, so I'm not sure if they give him more power after hurting him. Uh, that's never been clear to me. That's a cool line. I was thinking as an actor, you, you get your sides and yeah, you have to say it's that Superman. Line. That's pretty good. So this is his next mutation. Right, because Doomsday can't die. He just perpetually grows more powerful. Which is like a nine-year-old's conception of how character development <laughs> works. Nah, here's my everything-proof shield. Nothing can kill me. I only get more powerful the more abuse you throw at me. Uh, it's a sticks and stones philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> so words on doomsday forget it he's barely verbal <laughs> i like this this uh bizarro look to him i feel like that was that, i don't know if that's an the, easter egg the only thing they did not include in this movie is bizarro yeah strangely missing how do you know that what, because the nuke didn't... A nuke did not take down an alien, therefore it's unkillable. Unkillable. I'm sure... I'm sure he's very susceptible to the human cold. And we're on an... We're on an uninhabited island after... After work. So, as we said, there are no civilians. There's no potential for... For injury Completely here. safe. How do you know that? How does he know he that? He doesn't know that. No. Well, okay. Because he's Batman. That's true. Because if he knows it because he's Batman. Now, Lois is going to come to that realization, too, despite no one tell telling her that, 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 that the spear will kill Doomsday. But also... How, no, Bat, you know what? Forget I'm Batman. Batman should not know any of this at all. Yeah how, yeah, how does he know it? And let's see. Maybe we missed it the first time. Maybe Lois finds, figures this out somehow. I'm going to err on the side of caution and think that Snyder was smart enough to figure this out. No. <laughs> no, no, no one, no one was smart enough to figure that out. It, it, it happened because it had to happen. Yes. Oh, there's the sun healing. Sun, little known fact, if you're Kryptonian, fills in your cheekbones. If you have sunken cheeks, the red sun, the red, the red sun of the earth, or the, the yellow sun of the earth will, will fill out those cheeks. It's the vitamin D. Yeah. It's all that vitamin D. I think his head's okay. He's really strapped in there. Batman, Batman is, is, he's got seatbelts. <laughs> Except for the Lego Batman movie, where there's a gag now in the trailer, where he, he and Robin are in there. Robin's like, where's the seatbelt? And he's like, life doesn't give you seatbelts. And here comes Wonder Woman. 
I, everyone I, cheered. I, yes. How can you not yeah, cheer when not. Wonder Woman shows up? But Despite the, the fact nothing ru- set her up. And, but the scene is ruined in the trailer. It was ruined. The, the trailers did this movie a gross disservice. They really did. Like, all the big holy shit moments they, were taken from you. They overplayed their hand. If, if they had not given the entire plot away in that second theatrical trailer, I think people might have actually liked this movie a lot more. Because yeah. we would have been surprised. Yeah. So without the surprise, all we can do is, is criticize. Yeah, well, you know what? See, that's that I feel like is that's exactly what happened to the uh, the last X Men movie, the last first class movie. You didn't know a whole lot about it, mm-hmm. so it was able to unravel in front of you in the theater, so people were less critical. But we that didn't help it though. It it was it was still a mess. X Men Apocalypse mess. was still a mess. One hundred percent. But we saw this movie unravel in the trailer. Yes. People were ready to hate this before it ever came out. I guess that's the second joke. Well, no, and we're about to get the issue with you. Oh, yeah. I thought yes. she was with you. And Honest Trailers, of course, had the great gag with, like, she's with you, Batman, you just sent her an email. That's true. I like that they have a technical reason for Batman's really deep voice in this movie as opposed to just I'm Christian changing. Bale just changing his voice. The only person who's ever truly nailed that is Kevin Conroy. Yes. Somehow he yes. can just change his voice in such a way that it sounds fantastic. Yep. And and they're very distinctive, but it's not overdone like like the Bale voice. You know who my you know who one of my all time favorite Batmans is? is Adam West. Yep. Yep. Adam West. I love I love me some Adam West. Adam but Adam West is such a different take on the character. And he was like playing up to and down to it all at the same time. It, yeah. it, it, I mean it, it, like comparing Adam West to any modern incarnation of Batman, you can't. you can't. He was doing something so completely different. The, the entire approach to Batman. Now, you know what though? Here's what's really interesting about Batman. This is kind of a cool shot though. Hold on. I'll give this shot some justice. This is good. Uh, some justice, get it? Ah, uh, it's the dawn of justice. <laughs> That's right. Of course, nothing in this movie has to do with the legal system, and they're fighting an alien from out of space. So I don't, I don't know what justice really has to do with anything going here. Because or why it's dawning? Or why it's dawning? Because we've blown up Congress. So I, 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 we have blown up Congress. So the thing about Batman, I was going to say, one of the things that I find so fascinating about Batman is he is the most malleable of the DC characters. He can be. A sadistic murderer in this movie, or he he's the goddamn Batman. He's the goddamn Batman, or he could be he could be a plush toy for your kid. Joker can be a serial killer, or he could be your kid's action figure. Caesar Romero. Yeah, exactly. It's he's so malleable. I think that Superman has the most malleable origin. Batman is the most malleable character. Thanks to what though, like seventy-five plus years of character history. Yes. I mean. Yeah, thanks to the, the Silver Age, really. Really. That's really, the Silver Age and the TV show is why Batman is so malleable. Have, have you read the Black Case book that Morrison put together to, like, explain pretty much his entire run on Batman? Uh, well, I've read, 
I, is, that, is that separate from the series? I mean, I've read, I've read, I've got the whole series, Batman well, and Son. The Black Case book was was Morrison just cobbling, just putting together. Like he writes the intro, and it's like these are the these are the Silver Age stories that inspired oh. my run on Batman. The idea that all these actually happen to Batman, but they're they're in some case book that you know he doesn't talk about, but they all actually happen. Yeah, he can't. Explain so the original these. appearances of like Batmite and the Batman Azur and R and and I haven't read that because it's basically just a collection of the books that Morrison actually was drawing from from the silver not even books just the stories the stories yeah yeah. oh you know what i haven't read that i'll have to check that out oh absolutely they are they are before that run oh chief man of the bats oh man oh it happens there there's an entire there's an entire comic where there's like there's like an indian chief batman Mm -hmm. called chief man of bats or chief man of the bats and so so he gets knocked out or something so batman and all, his costume is just the Batman costume, but with an Indian headpiece. <laughs> Native, I'm sorry, an American Indian headpiece. A headdress. Uh, a headdress, yeah. thank yeah. you. Chief Man of Pets. Wow. <laughs> it was the 60s. <laughs> and, that's how, and that's how you meet the Batman of many nations. Yes. The, the, the Legionnaire and all those guys. Yeah. You know, I really wish at some point they would figure out a way to make J.H. Williams' art into the movies. Because that would be the greatest thing ever. Okay, so you're right. We have no explanation as to how she knows that thing can help. We have literally no explanation at all. She just thought it was important. Yep. And we're going to set up now an unearned death that that just... He's like, I gotta die because drama. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, we're we're trying to follow the comics. (laughs) Now, we're trying to follow the comics. Now. It has to be me. There are two other people here who could handle the spear without ill effects. Uh-huh. Batman could probably jury rig a gun together to shoot the spear at Doomsday. Within because, seconds. Within seconds. Because he's Batman. Yeah. Oh, well, we're really getting the spikes now on, oh, on Doomsday. Man. That's the death spike. I wish you loved something else, though. You love nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. He doesn't love enough. So, okay. Was Clark's arc supposed to be that... that, that Doomsday wrecking Metropolis slash Gotham slash this island in the middle of the harbor that is uninhabited? Because we can't have the body count again? Um... That makes him realize, no, whatever, this is my world. Because that 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 journey is really not clear in this movie. No, it's not. I, I think I so. see what they're going for. I'm sure when they wrote it, they're like, no, this is his moment of realization. But nothing has built up to that moment of realization. No, not really. Like, you're not, and it's not really clear as to what causes him to say that. Is it, I guess, just because, I guess, yeah, it's because Doomsday is destroying everything. But not even everything. An uninhabited island in the middle of the harbor. This is true. Batman kills again. Batman didn't do that. That's Superman. I'm sorry, Superman. Sorry, Superman kills again. I'm getting my man's mixed up. <laughs> oh, that's gotta hurt. But Doomsday doesn't die in the comics, right? Like Doomsday, like every time you stop him, he just persists. Well, yeah, he he dies, quote unquote, in the way that anything in comics dies, <laughs> which is always not at all. Yeah, exactly, quote unquote. <laughs> 
And these characters love to kill. And again, these characters have all killed before in other incarnations, but it, they it's, have. it's... But you know what, the point is that they're not supposed to, you know? And Nolan's... Okay, you're right. Nolan lets Rachel Ghoul die. He should have saved Rachel. Well, he says, I, I, I don't, I don't have to, to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yeah. But, like, he, he causes Ra's al Ghul to cease living. That's a fair, it's a fair rationalization, though. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense of Batman. That costume is so badass, though. You're right. He does look like Arkham Asylum Batman. Like, it's, it's a badass costume. That is the best Batman costume. That really is. That's a great Superman costume, too. Yeah. In quickest face turn, Batman has gone from wanting to murder Superman with pain to mourning his loss in record time. Yeah, like 30 minutes. Because Batman is inarguably... This is like over 18 months of resentment building yes. up. He this just, he just throws move. it all away. He's just... Over one name. Which either means he was really shaken by the invocation of his mother's name... Or he has the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> or he wasn't as angry as he thought he was. Oh my god, they're lifting him down from a high... The, like the Christ... How heavy must we... Hold on. Superman's got to weigh like 50 tons. There's no way. Even dead... There's, okay, you can't even move... Moving a dead human is hard. Let alone a dead Kryptonian. Right. There's no way Batman the, can do that. The Christ imagery here is just... Which we know, we know, we love because... Um, Man of Steel really hit that home, but like, and it's it, the same shot from the last Superman movie with the arms. The Superman spread Returns. Yeah. It's the same exact shot. But in now, space. but now we have a Pieta. It's a Pieta. Like we're gonna pull out here at some point, and and although it's not quite right because probably Martha Kent should be the Madonna in this case, yes. I guess. Um, but she's not because now that the plot's done with her, we don't care. <laughs> she comes back. I'm I'm being unfair. Di and Diane Lane is a fine Martha Kent. Just the words they put in her mouth are totally wrong. Yep. Oh, there it is. Always with the Christ imagery, which I don't really have a problem with. Even though Superman's supposed to be Moses, whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. he is he is Moses. He's he's created by two Jews, and and he's Moses. Yes. So I guess they shave your head before you go to prison now? Um, that's a new thing? Well, because Lex Luthor has, is, is bald in the comics. Yes, that's why. And we got to be true to the comics. We're done deconstructing. We're done deconstructing. Now now they're doing a quote-unquote course correction for the Justice League movie with, <laughs> with the jokes. Which, again, I'm fine with. I'm actually fine with everyone else being, like, funny or at least not Batman. Mm -hmm. Which is how he works best. Yep. He's, he's great as being the straight man to everyone else. Yep. Ugh. Again with these stories. Superman dead. We, I, I really wish there were a deleted scene where he wishes that they could put the sports results on the front page. Well, that's, but... that's, what he's, that's exactly what he's switching to. He's switching <laughs> to the sports report. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Did the Gotham Knights win or what? <laughs> This whole ending could be much shorter if they did not play out both funerals in slow motion. Yes. They, they say that they're burying an empty coffin in DC or Metropolis or whatever. So does no one raise the question, hey, where did Superman's body go? No one asks that no question. No one asks that. Nope. So does Martha know Lois... Did Clark take Lois home for Thanksgiving? Had to have at some point, right? Well, again, they weren't hiding their relationship in this version. No. So, 
Or they had a relationship, I should say. I guess they did. Well, I mean, he jumped in the bathtub with her, so... Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm I'm an idiot. The, 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 the engagement ring was sent in the mail. So that she absolutely knows that 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 Clark and Lois were a thing. So Lois? when did he send this? I don't know, but that is a janky that is a janky looking envelope <laughs> to be to be sending unless that's like a cubic zirconium, like that is a janky envelope for, for fine jewelry. Straight up. It's not even a box. <laughs> Well, it had the little it had the little box, but yeah, you'd think they'd put it in like a nice padded mailer. Mm. Like I, I'm sorry, not a padded mailer. It was in a padded mailer. So is Smallville Amish country? I I I was, I, I was like, are they Irish? I would love it if the Kents were Irish. <laughs> and more bagpipes. More bag. Oh, you and an Amazing Grace. This they're just shy of like you know what they did uh, in Dark Knight Rises where Gordon is there reading the end of Tale of Two Cities, <laughs> which is what they read uh, at the end of Wrath of Khan. What what Kirk recites at the end of Wrath of Khan when Spock dies. And when I saw Dark Knight Rises, I'm like, no, they are not using Tale of Two Cities for for this. But here we just get we get Amazing Grace. If only we had Simon Pegg playing the bagpipes as Scotty. <laughs> It'd bring the whole thing. It'd bring it all all together yeah. in, a, in a beautiful pretzel of of of, of fantasy sci-fi continuity. <laughs> this is so. I much. do I do like Wonder Woman's comment. They bury him as a soldier because they don't know what else to do with him. Which makes kind of a sense and is sort of touch. Okay, do do we need the slow motion shot of the shell falling? Well, no. Uh, but the, uh, no. The You're answer to that. Snyder not to the do the slow answer motion. to that question is no. Yeah. But uh, did no one ask? Hey, what's this billionaire doing in Smallville at a funeral? <laughs> Hi, uh, uh, Mrs. Kent. I'm 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 Bruce Wayne. I'm not at all Batman. <laughs> I, I I did not save you from a warehouse. I just you've never seen me before. I just. If, if it had been up to me, your son would have won a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> he covered that sports game like nobody's business. I just want to let you know that article revolutionized the city. That, that's an... You failed him in life makes it seem like he was your bud for more than a nanosecond. <laughs> for 30 minutes. Help me find the others like you. They'll fight. They'll fight. Against what? Against what? Exactly. Well, it's Steppenwolf. We know at this point, July of 2016, that it is so it's, Steppenwolf. It's not. It's not Darkseid in Justice League. Huh? I mean, it could be Darkseid, but it could Thanos? also be Steppenwolf too. Um, maybe Steppenwolf gets overthrown. Isn't Steppenwolf's dark side or Darkseid's father or something? It's something like that. Standing together is impossible. And we're going to learn about that hopefully in the Wonder Woman movie. I hope so. I guess so. World War One just turns her off humanity completely. Which, in her defense, if something's going to turn you off humanity, World War One, you could start in far worse places than World War One. Mm-hmm. In terms of worse examples of things to turn yeah, you off humanity, yeah, yeah. World War One was pretty <laughs> heinous. I'm not trying to argue for that. World War One was like a great thing. Yeah. I, sorry. I know you were saying, but yes, you do have to clarify yes. for the people listening. That's true. Look at this guy crying. Look at this extra just giving He's nailing it. That that guy. He is pushing it. This girl's trying. That candlelight vigil. 
I like the sign if you want to see his monument, like, look look around you, except, I, I guess, but the world at large could never really come to a consensus on the Superman, yeah, so. Don't. And again, this isn't a particularly bad impetus that, like, bat, if Batman were to realize, like, I've absolutely screwed well, up and Superman... he's fought supervillains before. He, he's fought supervillains and he's like, I've absolutely screwed up. I, I need to do something to honor the memory of this guy I completely misunderstood. But again, he turned it around in a nanosecond. So, hopefully they address that a better in the Justice League movie. And the footage we've seen of Justice League, the Comic-Con trailers dropped at this point. It's It's pretty... I know you said you felt nothing, but I, I, I... Did it move you a little? It didn't move me, but I, I... It could be fun. It could be fun. It just looks like such a testosterone, steroid-driven... There's a deleted moment in this scene between Batman and Lex where Batman tells Lex, I'm having you transferred to Arkham Asylum where some friends of mine can keep an eye on you. Oh, really? Yes. Now, why doesn't he brand Luther, other than the fact that he's Lex Luther and he can't have a Batman? Well, because Superman's gone now, and uh, as since we've 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 decided from no evidence that he started branding people because Superman. Yes. Uh, now that he likes Superman, he doesn't brand people anymore. Fair enough. I'll give you that one. And Eisenberg is doing great insane in this scene. He's he's fantastic in this scene. But I I I would prefer composed, sane businessman Luther to this portrayal. Me too. But that's just preference. Like Eisenberg kills it in this scene. And and crazy, crazy strings are are ringing out. I like the crazy strings. Like you're right. I'm with you on that one. He's a good actor. And he's flipped the painting down because symbolism. <laughs> yeah. And he mentioned that earlier, so he had to do it. He had to. He had to. He had to turn that that painting around. You get the parademons again. I feel like those are just the, you know paintings of the parademons. Smallville cemetery. So wait, does the cemetery just have a dirt road leading to it? I don't know. And where was he in relation to this coffin? Because he's going through the gate. Wasn't he inside already? Uh, the geography of this cemetery is quite mysterious. And then, of course, we have the Magneto trying to move a chess piece moment, basically, yes. here, where the dirt starts to rise from the coffin. And I just... Obviously, he's not going to die, but... In order to sell the death of a major character, they need to at least feel dead in the story in you're the, telling. Yeah, end it with the death and, and let us think he's Let dead. us mourn. Yeah, exactly. Let us let us have no idea what's going to happen from now to the next film. Let us think he's dead and all of those... There's, there's so much more enticing to think he's... There it is. Yep. Yeah, that is. It's so much more enticing to think he's dead from now till the end. Yes, you know what I mean? It's so much more enticing. You've seen Wrath of Khan, right? Uh, the original or the new one? There's only one Wrath yeah, of Khan. Yeah, Star, Tra Star Sorry, Trek into, Star Trek yeah. into Silliness I does not count. Yeah, I haven't seen Wrath of Khan since I was a kid. Fair enough. But, like, the movie ends with the death of Spock. Like, Spock dies and he's dead, and yes, you see his, 
his coffin on on the Genesis planet, but he's basically dead. Yeah. I mean, as you know, you can joke like he's gonna come out and go, "I'm not really dead," but that's not what happens. You're allowed to mourn. And the movie doesn't end with him coming back, whereas in the new one, Kirk dies at the end of Act 2, or like mid-Act 3, and then he's alive again before the end of the movie. So what what did the death mean, Yeah, really? So mm-hmm. here, just knowing, oh, well, he's going to come back. What, what, Officer Mazzucchelli. Okay, so... <laughs> we, we got distracted by the credits. We got distracted by the credits. So they named a character after Dave Mazzucchelli, right? The artist for mm-hmm. Year One, right? Year, yes, Year One. So, final thoughts. Actually, coming back to this movie, I disliked it a lot more when I first saw it. Having now watched it again, I don't like it anymore. But, (laughs) here's the thing. It is a movie... It is a movie. It is a movie. You're right about that. It is a movie. That's true. (laughs) Everyone in this movie is given 110%. It's not like a poorly made movie. The script is is a mess. Script's absolutely a mess. Everyone's given 110%. I just disagree wholly with the interpretation of everything to some extent or another in this movie. Yes. Killer Batman, yes, there has been a Killer Batman before, and you but can justify... But never Killer Batman. No, this I mean, Batman Returns, Batman Returns, he blows up the clown. I he, like, and he, smiles as he, he does he it. He does, but, okay, but we're talking Batman Returns. We're not talking, we're not talking Nolan's Batman. And now Grand, Grand Nolan does some stuff in there, too. Yes. But, but the idea behind Batman in this movie is that it's intentional, and it is the point he is trying to kill you. And in those movies, it may be an, a, a result of his actions, but it is not something he is, intention, he is not going out there with the intention of killing the villains, and that's the difference. True. So you so said you said when you well no you said when you saw this like you you liked you did you like things you didn't expect to like and you dislike things you didn't expect to like. Yes. So how does how does that play out? Okay, so it kind of. It, it plays... I'm with you. It's not as bad as it, on the second viewing as it was the first time. I expected a fil- the film to be atrocious in, in complete execution. I expected it to be atrocious in the, the costumes, in the acting, in everything. It ended up being very well acted, which that surprised me. Not that I... I'm not taking away anything from these actors. I just expected the film to be such a mess that everyone was phoning it in. Mm-hmm. That's what I expected to happen, which we've seen before on big-budget movies. I... I was. I love the costumes. I love the cinematography. I love the look of everything. I love the music. The again, it just comes down to the same thing we talked about from the beginning: tone, tone, tone. It's it's the names, it's the costumes, but that is not the characters. That is not how they've been portrayed in the comics for the last seventy years. And while they've had revamps and reboots, there are certain core essences about who they are that have have permeated for most incarnations and that was taken away superman's optimism is taken away superman's being a beacon of hope absolutely always believing that there's a way always believing that there is a higher road to take and that that is the road to to seeking to to saving the world or or finding salvation whatever the problem is there's always a higher road that is taken away Batman's grimness is allowed to kind of permeate through all the characters and like we said before it doesn't work if everybody behaves like Batman Batman's the only guy he has to ground the DC universe from the sky and it doesn't work if everyone believes they're Batman you believes like Batman sure you know what I mean so that I guess final thoughts it's it's not bad I think if these characters behave like this in the comics it'd be a great DC comic 
a great DC comic movie. Right. You know, but unfortunately they don't behave like this. So it's not right. I, I it's really hard for me to fool you ever. In, sure. In prep in, in prepping to watch this again, I watched the world's finest three parter from the Superman animated series. Uh-huh. And it's like they actually created like a plausible scenario for Batman and Superman to face off that involved like them having to no, they don't really face off in that movie. Oh my god, the credits are over. That is a surprisingly short credit sequence <laughs> for, for a big blockbuster <laughs> yeah. like this. I apologize. Um, but, like, you know, the characters are true to themselves while also having disagreements over methods, which they always have. Um, yeah. And But as opposed to here, it's not like just disagreement over methods. It's just they hate the very idea of each other. The Dark Knight Returns, the Miller comic, like, earns the fight at the end of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole comic builds to that. And unfortunately, comics have now been trying to comic, like copy that in some extent or another for a while now but like it builds up to that kind of brouhaha as opposed it's the culmination of batman just completely abandoning everything he ever believed in and superman now becoming a parody of what he once stood for by working for the government Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's kind of out of character for all of them but the whole point of that story is everyone's behaving out of character yes here Everyone's out of character because we needed to be edgy and different. And deconstructed. And deconstructed. As a friend of mine put it, you could watch two and a half hours of cows being slaughtered. And yes, that's different from your average superhero movie. That doesn't make it a response to the portrayal of the DC heroes. Yes. Just, just like, having people murder... Like, Watchmen... Rorschach and Watchmen is a more effective deconstruction of Batman than this movie is a deconstruction of Batman. And having the world at large question the need or the presence of a Superman, you can do that without having Superman act like a jerk. Yes. Or acting like he actively hates what he's doing. Agreed. I... I, and people can say, well, that's, you know, so many Supermans over the years. Yeah, I guess you're right. You can always argue, like, this char- the characters have 75, you know, decades and decades and decades of history. So you can always point to that one instance where it happened that one time. Yeah, at that time in the Batman TV series, Batman drank tainted orange juice and started dancing the Watusi. Uh, yes, <laughs> that, that happened. Yeah. We can't unforget that. But that doesn't mean it has to happen for all time, or yes. that that's necessarily what we want. John Byrne. I'm sorry. I say David Byrne earlier. John Byrne. My apologies. John Byrne. That's who wrote the, the Man of Steel comic. Yes, that, that is him. That. Okay. I apologize. I'm glad we fixed that now. <laughs> <laughs> John Byrne. Uh, I'm with you. I think overall, I think the intentions behind this film were... Where they were trying to make the best movie ever, I think they were. I applaud their their attempt to do something edgy and different. I just think that the uh, the bat the bat kryptonite gun was aimed in the wrong direction. I you know what I could not put it better myself. And on that note, we're looking at the copyright sign and the credits, so uh, I don't think we'll drone on any further. Uh, to all five of you listening, thank you. Um, and, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can do this again. This Absolutely. is not a one-time this thing. Fun. This was a lot of fun. Uh, hope you enjoyed the movie while we were talking over it, too. Yep. See you next time. I'm Marie Salisa III. And this has been Spalzana. We'll see you next time. Bye.